have it be directed by. You don't even care Dan about Favreau. Nimble Dick. No, what? My name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holler. And Zach Nicholson isn't here. He's, he's being a douche. He is big fat cock. He's joining us momentarily, but we need to start because we have shit to do tonight. Right. He's, he's currently blowing a homeless man. Um, and you know what? It's, it's his life, so we can't really tell him what to do. But It is his prerogative. It is that it is. Um... So, we saw Civil War, and that's what we were going to talk about today. We do. We have. We are. None of those were the right... Well, we have worked. <laughs> uh, so, Civil War. Um, as many of you may or may not know, Tyler hates everything Marvel. I do. Um, he thinks it should go die. Uh-huh. And he would like to just punch Kevin Feige in the face. Uh, Kevin Feige's fine. He's got a punchable-looking face, but I'm sure he's a nice guy and he's very rich. Uh... What I would say is that if Marvel went away tomorrow, I think that the film industry in general would probably be better off. That being said, I, I like the movie. It was fine. Well, before before you get started there, don't forget, uh, the film industry still encompasses Avatars 2, 3, 4, and 5 now. Allegedly. No, confirmedly. Uh, they've been confirmedly doing a lot of stuff that hasn't happened yet. All right. I'll believe it when I see it. No, wasn't James Cameron talking about it? Avatars 2, 3, 4, and 5 coming your way. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're going to be good. I don't. Um, I'm not. But Civil War, the time is upon us, and yeah. we finally have our second Avengers movie. Ha, 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 ha. That being said, I would have liked this movie a lot more if it was just a straight Avengers movie. Oh, that, look who the fuck it is. Who fucking finally decided to show up? Can you hear us, Zach? Yeah. Hey, guys. What's hey, up? Why are you all sweaty? Because I, like, booked it here. Oh, it's, Gross. It's hot out. We just told, <laughs> we just told the listeners you were blowing a homeless man, so you're uh, coming in all sweaty kind of matches. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Where are you coming from? I uh, just saw uh, Civil War. For Holy the shit! Time. What a coincidence! Say that we were just talking about Civil War. That's crazy. I know, right? We've we're like two minutes into this, so we're we're good. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so, Tyler, Mister Anti Marvel. It sucked. It was garbage. I hated it. I'm just kidding. Totally. It was. <laughs> it was fine. Um, there were things that I liked. And things that I did not like. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think right up front, the first thing that I would like to say is the action was all very well choreographed. I think it was terribly shot. I, I, I disagree with shot. I, I thought it was terribly edited. It was uh, really for, well for composed. For the most part, yeah. um, I didn't mind the shaky cam stuff because uh, for the most part I could follow it. It was just when they were cutting it too fast, I was like, that's yeah. poor. Mm-hmm. Poorly done. There were a couple, yeah, there were a couple sequences. Um, we were talking about this... We're doing full-on spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah, spoilers. It's been out. Statistically speaking, everyone's seen the movie already. The movie's been out for like six months overseas. Uh, (laughs) For some reason, the Captain America movie. Last place to open. Always, yeah. Always, yeah. 
But um, but no, I mean there were special, especially there were a couple shots that were in the trailer that were cut better than it was in the actual movie. The one that particularly comes to mind is there's a shot where the Falcon comes in in the beginning and then he does a spin and kicks two people in the face. No, I agree, yeah, because it's like a it's, it's a .5 second shot in the movie. Yeah. Whereas in the trailer, it's like a full on you see him land. Yeah. But in that, it cuts from the back to the front to the, to the back again, and like, yeah, it's it's really it's weird. frenetic. Yeah. Did you time it out like with a stopwatch? Yes, You're that's like, a, that's what I do on the second time. I just time yeah. out each shot. Yeah. yeah. You're like, how does this measure the trail? <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so the shutter speed issue here. Mm-hmm. We were uh, talking about this before you got here. Yeah, um, Tyler said it literally made him sick. Yeah, I felt sick. Like, I felt yeah, nauseous. Yeah, I could see that happening to some people, yeah. 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 Um, I think part of it was the, I, I went to go see it on the, uh, at the Regal on mm-hmm. 42nd Street. And for whatever reason, like, the sound was extremely loud. You like, louder the, like, than I've ever heard in a movie. thing, did you? N- I don't think so. The seats didn't move at all, no, did they? No, no. Okay, then you're good, yeah. Yeah. No, but, like, I saw Batman v Superman a bunch of times. That's a very loud, noisy movie. I felt mm-hmm. fine. Never felt sick. Sure. No, I definitely, yeah, it's definitely the, I do think it's the camera work, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the movie at Bowtie, and I was actually pretty far back from the screen. The screen wasn't all that big anyways, but uh, I had no problems with it. I, I just noticed the editing. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed the editing that it was bad. It didn't, it doesn't, I don't really get uh, motion sickness or anything like that sure. ever. Yeah. Um, Neither so, do I, honestly. Like, except for, this was the first time. Like, I saw Cloverfield. It's just because you're old. You're just old at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. It's it's like when your parents at the age are like, I can't ride the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios because it makes me sick. And I was five, well, I and I was like, I don't get it. I can't ride the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios because it's now the Simpsons ride. That sucks. Yeah, that's true. Does. Yeah. Um. Was it a Back to the Future ride? Originally? It used to be, yeah. I did not know that. It was great. I've been on the Simpsons ride. It's awful because uh, they put you in Maggie's mouth at one point and she breathes on you and you smell it and it's the worst. Yeah. That's my one critique of Universal. That's it's the Civil only War. bad thing. Yep. That's Maggie a Civil Brett. War. <laughs> um, Civil War. No, it was... Um, it was. Let's let's talk about the positives first. Um, well, uh, I'm, wanna, I'm curious. Before we really break it down... Uh, what would you guys like kind of rate it overall? And then compare it to Winter Soldier and maybe a couple other of your Marvel uh, movies you like. I would, I would give, give it, it a C plus. I'd give it a solid eight, I think. Really? And yeah, what like would you B, give it on a completely different metric? <laughs> yeah. One to five. How many stars? <laughs> Two thumbs uh, up? I, I rating it one to ten, I I, I w- was thinking a seven. Uh Winter Soldier to me is like probably a seven point five. Mm-hmm. Um Civil War's a messier movie, uh, in my opinion. But I mean, obviously, we'll we'll get. Yeah, that no. Story. I mean, you bring up Winter Soldier and um, the Russo brothers. They were saying that Infinity War, actually now soon to be retitled something differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parts one and two are as much as a part one and two as Winter Soldier and Civil War are parts one and two. And this one felt very much like it was a part two to Winter Soldier. But yeah. I did enjoy Civil. I did enjoy Winter Soldier more than I did Civil War. It, it's tough to say. Like enjoy. I, here's the thing. Winter Soldier was a. It was a tighter narrative. It was better structured, and it had. It was a better movie. Uh, this had more like. It's, Comic it's book. Stupid to say, but more like fanboy moments. This thing I noticed about this when you compare like the Russos to Joss Whedon is mm-hmm. Joss Whedon the fanboy moment sometimes is like you roll your eyes and you're like please stop. Yeah. But with this like I, I there was no like fanboy moment where I was really like good luck cuz Spider-Man is pure fanboy. He doesn't work into the narrative at all. No, yeah, it's pure just like your Spider-Man isn't he fucking cool. Like That was one of the things that I wanted to bring up is like I so I liked him for the mm-hmm. most part. 
Um, I don't like his act. Like I mentioned it on the last show. Anytime like these little British kids come over and do American accents, it always <laughs> sounds wrong to me. Yeah, it sounds weird. Well, um, it wasn't so just... bad when I saw him at like in the costume. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then when it was just him speaking as Peter Parker, I'm like, that your voice doesn't match your face. Like okay. you I... look entirely too English. Can I just say about the <laughs> costume? Um... He's the most English person, English looking person I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Andrew Garfield? Yeah. Also Spider-Man. Yeah, he um, doesn't look super English, though. He looks like a giraffe. Have you seen a Harry Potter movie? No. No, oh. I haven't seen it because it's all bullshit like Twilight. That's right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it sucks. It's just as bad as Maze Runner. Um, but, uh, but no, speaking real quick of the costume, because I know everyone had their kind of knee-jerk moment when they saw the costume in the trailer. Uh, it does look incredibly CGI, and it really threw me off when okay, I saw his scene. face actually in it it threw me off because yeah he takes out the mask and i was like wait is this not cgi i yeah. was like what's happening like, yeah it was really confusing um mm. but i hope they yeah, fix whatever. that by the time his movie gets around I, yeah i'm thinking like what, from if, what, what if, i've heard a lot of it is not cgi but it looks like it because it's of, so clean well yes because the way that they did the um webbing design it's the webs are kind of indented and it's hard for them to make the red pop so they put some kind of a filter over it just so you could see it. Well, it's kind of like what they did with the vision, because the vision, a lot of it's prosthetic makeup, and then CG overlaid over that. Well, what was crazy? Because I was watching like some of the B-roll stuff, and he like it was that part where she's like shoving him down through the floor and uh, stuff. Oh, fucking great moment, by the, the way. He has the cape. He has everything. There's no CGI on him. I was, I was, my mind was blown because sure. isn't at least in Age of Ultron. I think yeah, his cape was CGI. Well, yeah, in was. Age of Ultron, and the cape was CGI, but parts. his face, it's there's prosthetics over his face, but yeah, there's also yeah, yeah. CGI. Segmented on it. You're saying Paul Bettany's not really pink? I think you're wrong I, on this one, I'm Michael. pretty sure you're wrong. All right, okay. Um, That's why the I'm not sure I've seen Paul Bettany in any other movies, so I don't know if you can prove me wrong. He was in the first Iron <laughs> uh. <laughs> That Well, that was why they didn't put him in a movie. They were like, well, he's, he's pink, pink, so it's not gonna make he's going to do voices until we can figure something out for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, this movie had a lot of really cool moments and a lot of really cool ideas. Um, not as wonderfully deep as they were in a movie like Batman v Superman, but there were a lot of themes and tones to each particular character that had a lot of subtext to it that I did really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. I liked the, uh, I mean, without getting too political, I like all the commentary on, like, uh, uh, what is it, Sa- like, safety versus freedom and exactly. all that stuff. Well, I mean, we know you're a big Trump supporter. Oh, so, uh, yeah, sure. Huge, yeah. huge. You got the nomination. Yeah, I know, I know. You're thrilled. Yep, I'm yeah. thrilled. His his dick was just so How hard when I heard that. Well, I think we could pretty much just call it for Clinton at this point. Then honestly, it's pretty it's much. It's like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's just, civil war though. Like, <laughs> civil war. Speaking of civil war, that's what this country's gonna break out into again. Um, are we are we still talking about like positives? Was there a certain thing we were talking about right now? Or well, uh, not necessarily positives. I really liked. This was a movie where the structure and the narrative of the film didn't drive the movie forward. It was more so the established interactions and relationships and characterizations of all these people mm-hmm. that drove the movie forward. And in that, I enjoyed it as a comic book movie mm-hmm. um, because that's what it was. Again, like Zach, you said, it was Winter Soldier was a bit more of a cohesive movie. Uh, it was the narrative was tighter, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I prefer Winter Soldier to something like this. But sure. this does it. This makes a movie really well, being a quote unquote well, it's actually, comic book. It's tough to say. Like, I mean, 
I can say I enjoy Winter Soldier in the sense that it's a better film, and I can totally acknowledge that. Right. Once I have them on Blu-ray, if I'm putting one on in the background, I'm pretty much looking forward to seeing Giant Man again. Like, uh, uh, uh. Giant Man. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they didn't do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I agree. It's, it's, I don't know. The movie is kind of, I don't want to say dumb, but it's silly. It's hack bullshit, and yeah. the Russo brothers are frauds. Yes, everything about That's that. That's exactly yeah. it. Zack Snyder's a god, is what I'm trying Snyder, yeah. to say. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. I, I kind of breaking away from narrative, uh, just breaking down some like things in the moment in the movie that I like besides little moments. I loved Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. Yes, we were. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time I think in this franchise he's really acted. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, he's really given material to act. Well, with. yeah. Something where he's not just playing kind of himself or At that this point. Tony Stark-esque like Playboy. He's get he he There's has some, some conflict levels to There's, him. Well, I mean, it does it it does what Iron Man three should have done, and it shows the emotional and psychological impact that being an Avenger has on him. Well, sure. I, I was telling I was talking to Elizabeth about this. It's uh, this was the first time that I was like, oh yeah, okay, he's tortured. Because like I think ever since uh, well, sort of in Iron Man two, but then definitely in like Iron Man three and Avengers: Age mm-hmm. of Ultron, they were like. He's so tortured. Life is hard. He has daddy issues. And then in Iron Man 3, they're like, oh, look at him. He's got nightmares. And oh, no. And you're like, nah. It's always a little bit there on the surface. They never explore it nearly enough. Well, yeah. it's not even the script. It's it's him. He's just like, ah, oh, I had a nightmare. Okay, sure. uh, uh, quip. Yeah. And you're like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll well, just I go mean, back to watching you quip. I'm not here for anything deep. But in this movie, he's... Well, Iron Man 3 had that tonality where all the trailers were leading up to it being like, Look, I don't sleep. The less I do, said I have about Iron Man three, the better. That's a fair point. But this is one where every interaction, even little moments, like in the beginning, he has a talk with the mother of a son who mm-hmm. died in Sokovia. And you know it's, what's weird is she's in Luke Cage. Do you know about this? No. She's in Luke Cage playing like one of the main characters, but she's a different character. Interesting. Which I was like, is that the first time this has happened in Marvel? I think so. That's weird to me. Um, she's like a respected actress. She's from like Star Trek and stuff, and. I thought it was weird that she was just in one scene. Wait, who are we talking about? The, the lady who was like, this was my son. He oh, died in Sokovia. But it, it, it was interesting she's to in see... She's in Luke Cage? What? Uh, the show she hasn't come plays out like yet. a politician. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it hasn't come out, but she was cast. Oh, she, well, it's a, you know it's a different character? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a character from Luke Cage. Like, okay. it's, yeah. Yeah, but um, what was interesting, interesting. about... Yeah. It was a little moment, but it was that moment where she reaches into her person. Even as an audience, I was like, oh my God, oh, she's yeah. going to shoot him. And he snatches uh, And he snatches her head. And like, it... It gives this kind of a weight to what being an Avenger and put in this situation and being someone who's revealed himself as an Avenger in the spotlight has taken to him. And what I liked about that is they didn't play it up. It was just kind of like a thing that happened and it felt real. Yeah. Um, Because at first when it was happening, I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, no, he's still got unresolved issues from Mm -hmm. everything that's gone on. Yeah. And it felt very real. It felt very realistic um, in the way that they did it. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to hit you in the face with it's all about his PTSD. It's just it was an aspect of his character that exists. And, you know, it it, it influences the way he sees the world and the way he's going to progress throughout the movie. Yeah. So I think that was very well done. And I'm sorry to hurt you on this one, but i got to bring up Iron Man 3 again. Iron Man 3 (sighs) is finally relevant at this point. Are you saying because Game of Thrones now makes, like, poop jokes? 
That's exactly what I'm Yeah, no, that's exactly what um, I don't want to. Man, they jumped the shark. I'm so sorry. Really? Because I, I, I actually saw a review that was talking about how great season six was so far. Uh, not, uh, yeah, I don't know anyone else who watches I, it. So. Last episode was pretty good. This one, there was uh, there's, there's problems. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Iron Man 3, um, because I had an issue. Tyler, you probably issued it. Zach, you probably had an issue. Where they made those big deals like, I'm going to sacrifice all this for you. And he blows up all the Iron Man suits. Oh, yes. Age of Ultron starts and is like, I have the Iron Man suits. And now there's Iron Man androids. And you're like, what? Yeah. What What just happened? But now they they bring it back. And like, I destroyed it. But I couldn't stay away from it because this is who I am now. And this is what I like doing. Well, and he brings up Hydra. He's like, well, Hydra happened. So, of course, I'm going to jump back in. Yeah. And then, but that put a strain on him and Pepper Potts. Sure, yeah. And that was a great moment. What's interesting is I thought I remember we were kind of talking about like is Pepper Potts just not in it because they were like we don't want to deal with Gwyneth Paltrow anymore or something. Yeah. But she was part of the apparently the reshoots in January. Really? And, yeah, and they just I guess whenever they were editing it they were just like nah done neither. Fuck her. So I think it's interesting that they she named her. I want to know Apple. where she would have been in the movie because it flows pretty well without her. It she does. Originally well, I... was going to play the black lady. It was like they said Gwyneth Paltrow was there for reshoots, uh-huh. but it wasn't her playing Pepper Potts. She was going to be in blackface, <laughs> and then they're like, "I don't know what we were thinking, but this is extremely offensive." That was great because I thought you were going to be like serious and be like, "No, she's like disgusted with Tony for like the collateral <laughs> damage," and then you're like, "No, no, no, blackface joke." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I, I there was a legitimately great moment where um he was standing on stage and he saw Pepper Potts' name and he just stopped. That was really good, and it was really good. Like he was Robert Downey Jr. Was seriously, at, if we're gonna jump like since spoilers. Um, just the sheer expression on his face when it seems like Captain America is going to fucking decapitate him with his shield. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That expression on his face, that, like, punched me in the feels. Like, I was like, oh, well, oh, no. A lot of people talk- die. <laughs> a lot of people talked about it in the trailer when he grabs the gun and Bucky shoots. Yeah. And he gives that face like, oh, no, you didn't. And I was like, oh, that's great. Bucky turns on him at, like, a moment. It's, it's great. It's going to be a conflict. And in the movie, it's like, no, I don't know why he would make that face. Of course he was going to shoot at you. But that moment that we felt in the trailer is felt at the end when he raises the uh, the shield above his head. You're like, in my brain, of course, I know he's not going to die. But this this was good because it was like the first Marvel movie that tricked me for like point like yeah. a quarter of a second. I was like, Iron Man's about to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, so, I, I saw I saw Captain America like rip his faceplate off. And oh like, yeah. Oh, what's gonna happen? He's gonna like punch him in the face, and then he raises the shield. I'm like, oh no, don't kill him. Well, one of the moments where I went like, oh, like, and I didn't hear anyone else really did is when he throws Iron Man. Like he picks him up and he throws him down. He smashes his neck on, on like the concrete, the concrete block. Like, yeah. block. And I'm like, oh my god, he's paralyzed. Like, oh, well, actually, okay speaking of par- paralyzation, does not matter in this movie. You'll just get nifty robot legs. Well, let's, well, let's okay. Let, let, let's go into now that we've discussed a lot that we liked. I just want to throw this out there uh, because we were talking about how no one dies. I'm more or less okay with that. I would like. I would have liked it better if Rhodey died than have him paralyzed. And I would agree. Yeah, it would give some sense of consequence. Um, yeah. And I can't and imagine like Rhodey's like a required thing no. in the future. Like. I guess they probably just want him in the lineup for Infinity War, but well, they probably he's probably much War. cheaper than Robert but, Downey Jr. Yeah, so I, do you think? But they're never gonna make a War Machine movie. Well, I think yeah, looking no, at this movie in particular and looking at that um, airport fight, as fun as it was, 
you start to realize how crowded this universe is becoming. Sure. You yeah. could get rid of some people. Like, if we're going to have Infinity Wars, which is going to incorporate Guardians of the Galaxy... Well, it's going to have going how many characters? 66? Seven. The, 67? That, that, was that what, is an amazing amount of characters. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I don't know. I'm confused, because they say 67, and I'm like, what does that mean? Because, like, they've already... Then they were like, oh, are the Defenders going to be in it? And they were like... It wasn't like a, oh, maybe, I don't know. It was like... I, yeah. I have no idea. Like, it was, like, them being, like, I don't even know what the fuck's happening with Marvel TV. Like, right. so, like, who are, what other characters are there? Isn't this all the characters I mean, we have point, so far, minus this, Thor and Hulk? At this uh, point, yeah. I just want to see... Uh, and Doctor Strange and the people coming up. Yeah, yeah. but that's, so all, that's not, that's not now. 50 characters. Yeah, well, we'll get their, like, supporting casts, I'm sure. But I, I'm saying, like... Yeah, all right. Even if you're just adding a couple... To be fair, I also um, don't 60, know if 67 includes the villains. Yeah, yeah. Might, that might just be the Well, this is actually cast. including, yeah. uh, 67 like people extras? in a movie isn't all that much, yeah. like... It was a while ago that I read this thing, yeah. so I'm not. I can't remember the details. Of if it's sixty, if it's sixty something protagonists, yeah, or but, good guys, and see, we if all they have had, to give them a moment. That's crazy. If they had good villains, I would say you could have that moment where Thanos could get all the villains in one place, and then all the heroes in one place, and you could get that ultimate comic put book them together splash in, panel. Put them together in an airport. In an airport, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, but no, like they just all suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, why was there a Quinjet at the airport? Because uh, go well. Where question. are you gonna? Where else is there gonna be a Quinjet? That's at, a shield. At the shopping mall. Well, that was a shield vehicle. You're a shield vehicle. And shields. Why? Why do they have a Quinjet? Why are you a Quinjet? I, yeah, why are you a Quinjet, Quinjet bitch? Quinn. Shut up. Move on to something else. Uh, <laughs> I, well, speaking of the whole roadie thing, like it, it did kind of. It was. It was a nice scene seeing Iron Man and War Machine, like when he was trying to help him walk. That annoyed me. Um, I was just like. But again, like Let when me you just feel something. when you put stop, into the when stop you put into cheering the con- me up when you put into the context of like oh he's just gonna make him robot legs then it detracts from the seriousness of the situation. Yeah, however, if you're gonna paralyze him, at least keep him paralyzed. Yeah, however, I do think it was remarkably well shot when it showed War Machine falling and both Falcon and oh, Iron that Man going to get him. Where you yeah, see, oh, and you see yeah. him fucking hit the ground. And you're like, oh shit. I remember, yeah, he's there was like dead. an audible gasp from my audience. Like, yeah, and you're just like, oh, he's dead. And they were like, he's the Heartbeats fan. I'm like, oh, fuck it. There was one from mine too, but I knew that he wasn't going to die. So no, well, they like, showed it if they hadn't, like, <gasps> if they like, had, yeah, if they hadn't showed it in the trailers, the shot of him holding yeah. him, I would have been like, Oh, is he dead? Until mm-hmm. they did the heart vitals right. thing. But they showed it in the trailer, so he hit the ground. And I was yeah. like, Nah, he's alive. They're gonna do a heart vitals thing, and then they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like we, yeah, we've probably seen like we saw Iron Man fall from a much higher height. Yeah, yeah. and then like crushed by the Hulk as he was trying to save him. Yeah. But Iron Man costs money. They gotta use Robert Downey Jr. as much true. as they can. Don Cheadle's probably much cheaper. I don't need yeah. as much. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, Crossbones was in the beginning of the movie. They killed him off, and I'm, you know me, I'm just such a huge Purge Anarchy fan. I was yeah, like, I know, no, not, like, no, Frank not Frank Grillo. <laughs> Why, Frank? No. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I think. Do you see I'm, his name is in the credits? It's like above Martin Freeman and, and a couple people. Really? Yeah. I keep forgetting Martin Freeman was even in the movie, though. Yeah, like, I did. Why do you like, get an actor like that to get a role Well, I believe he is, he's going to have, like, because I guess in Black Panther he's, like, a big character, oh, like, okay. in the comics. Yeah. So maybe he's going to have a well, bigger role in that. Well, isn't he, like, the liaison to Wakanda or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the comics, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's going to be funny. It's like, now he's a major player of the Doctor Strange movie. Always pair those two guys up together. Yeah. Um, 
But no, he was putting on a weird voice, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That was weird, because towards the end, it almost sounded like, like a Boston-type accent or something, and I was like, yeah. what are you doing there, Martin Freeman? Yeah, but I appreciate that he accent. didn't just sound like Martin Freeman. Can we talk about Elizabeth Olsen for a second? <laughs> uh, she was Russian some of the time. <laughs> it was a problem, because like, I really, I, I, I won't lie, I really liked her. I thought she was very good in the movie. I was like, they made me care attracted to her. <laughs> no, uh, he was sexually attracted to the vision, I think it was, but the vision by extension cared for well, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So. No, he just wants I, a really complicated vibrator. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, like, in Age of Ultron, I was like, oh, what an interesting idea for a character. Why did you fuck it up so hard? Like, why would you do this? Um, in this, I was like, okay, you made her interesting. Sure. But yeah, then her accent kept switching around, and I was like, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. You just gotta try to stick to one thing. Like, it's like, well, I also had a problem with, uh, Tom Holland's accent, but only in as much as, well, at least it was consistent. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's always just kind of shitty American. Hers went from, like, Russian to nothing. Sure. Like, yeah. it just well, dropped it on was, a dime. And I then feel, it would be back in a You know who I was what really was impressed by is uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he was great. Uh, He's hands yeah. down my favorite part of this movie. Specifically with the accent, I was reading something about him. I guess him and the guy who played his father, mm-hmm. they like sat together and like looked at all the countries that would have been surrounding Wakanda based on where Wakanda would be and they took bits and pieces from each one of those countries and added it into the accent and then he didn't drop the accent for the entire shoot of the film like even when he went home and stuff because he was like I didn't want to lose it Mm -hmm. which I was like that's brilliant and then Scarlet Witch shows up and she's like She's like, I am Russian. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it was jarring in Age of Ultron because I feel like in Age of Ultron that was something where it would happen in one scene and it felt it felt like she was compensating for something and then be gone in the next scene. This one, it felt like it was a pseudo-Russian accent, but at least it was a pseudo-Russian accent for most of the time. I Look, I'd be fine with her just dropping it completely and just saying, ah, oh, she's been in the States for a while. Yeah, she picked sure. up the accent. Like, that would bother me less than like this weird roaming accent. Yeah, but... Let's talk about fucking Black Panther, man. It's great. Yeah, he was cool. Um, very surprised at that because, like, the entire idea of Black Panther, I'm like, that well, he was gonna re- so dumb. Well, he was going to replace a Spider-Man character before they got the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah, they yeah. said that he was going to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of why. I don't see how. I was... Like, I don't see how there's any, like, is, did you pick up on anything in this movie that you're like, oh, this seems to be a trace of that? No, I just think it was something where How they late would've... in the game was Ant-Man added? Because if you dropped Spider-Man, you could drop Ant-Man, because neither of them feed into the plot at all. They're just yeah. fun They're to fill out the sure. roster- rosters? Well, um, they're there because it, it makes it even on both sides, but also because they both have, just have really fun moments. Like, everyone... Spider-Man is just one long fanboy fan moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Ant-Man's pretty much just there to do that sweet giant man sequence. Yeah. Which it was every time I really loved the dynamic between Steve Rogers and Scott Lang because mm-hmm, Scott Lang too. is such a fanboy, or it 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 seems like he's such a tryhard. He's trying so hard to impress Captain America. For me personally, I I just I really like personally I just really liked Ant Man. I just had a fun time with it. I had mm-hmm. a fun time with that character. If Spider Man wasn't in this movie, to me, I think Ant Man would have kind of stolen like the comedic bits of it. Yeah. Uh, I really liked when he first shows up. One of my favorite lines is when he's like, "Oh, I'm such a big fan." And he turns to Scott, which he's like, "Oh, hey, I know you. You're great." Like he's like, oh, I know "You're great too." And he's just Captain America. Yeah, yeah. And then when he's like, "I'm shaking your hand for too long," and if you notice, everyone else calls him Cap, but when he goes up because he doesn't really know him, he's like, "I believe this is yours, Captain, Captain America. America." Yeah. 
Um, and it's just like the way he delivered his lines. I, I like Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd great. in that role a lot too. I, I like him in general. I, that sounded like I was qualifying him. Like I like him in that role and fuck him every other. <laughs> yeah. No, I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, um, he's a good guy. I think yeah. he's particularly good in Ant Man as well. Yeah. Um, Something looks weird every time you blow up a person on screen. Okay, well, he, I, that was the one part where I was like, the CGI is looking a little ropey on him. Like, it's, it's not bit. perfect, but I was like, I was just having it's passable, a fun time. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. I was less. Uh, I liked how I liked how they did have him move like kind of slowly, because like, yeah. he had so much weight. Like that was cool. Right, the Pacific Rim did much that really well. Yeah, yeah. It was I, like Transformers. Like, sorry, say that's okay. I was much less bothered by that than I was with Spider Man in general. Like, I just the the idea that it's like a completely CGI Spider Man. Like, I I think. Um, hopefully they'll fix that by the time they get to the movie mm-hmm. because he was added very late in the game and if you go back and look at like the Raimi stuff they tested costumes forever yeah, yeah. like there was stuff right up until they were shooting they were testing different costumes out. Yeah. so that's it's a very complicated process and if they didn't have that completely down I could give them a pass for that but that being said, if it's going to be like an animated Spider-Man, like, because there were times when it just looked like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I was just like, well, are you talking about when he's webbing around? Yeah. Because, uh, no, no, not just, not just that. I mean, um, like, even when he's holding the shield. On okay, the yeah, the yeah. Okay, that stuff, sure. I yeah. thought you were just saying, like, when he's webbing around. No, I was like, well, they're not going to whip like Tom Sam, Holland around. Well, like, you're going to say, a, like they in, should. That would be <laughs> great. I'd have a lot of respect for them. This you know, both shoulders. They actually took Will Smith and kind of just put him on a crane, like, yeah. 60 feet in the air and just moved him around a little bit. Well, and then they were like, they were like, that looks terrible. Get rid of it. There's this Spider Man fan film that goes around online. The Dan Poole one. Yeah, yeah. Where he's literally just swinging around New York to be like fair like it's impressive on a fan film level, but it's awful really it's a terrible movie no, well no no, no but I'm but just the, saying the web swinging itself doesn't really look that good it right. looks like he's swinging on a rope yeah well the, he is Zach, well, he on is. a web <laughs> but it doesn't look like a web like it doesn't yeah. look like it looks like a gym rope I think they could afford a really good like narrow rope to say just Tom Holland doesn't look like he weighs that much no, he's like 10 no, no. Yeah. yeah just actually put him on like some spider string were you guys cool you with Ant-Man? Because I saw it with my dad, and he had a huge problem with the on Ant-Man. He's like, Ant-Man he should just be like 90 years old. That's what he said, basically. He was like, she's too hot. Yeah. And I'm like... Well, especially because they played well, it up like that. I, well, yeah, I like that. I like that Tony Stark is just you're constantly right. like... You're surprisingly now. hot, Ant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I liked... First of all, I'm, I just really like Marissa Tomei in general. Um... My biological clock <laughs> is ticking like this. I, she she just makes me laugh. I liked I like the idea of her in this movie because like within this the Marvel universe you can't have uh, Aunt May from Sam Raimi's right movie. as much as we would like to. No, she's great. She's great, but those movies are cheesy and they're supposed to be. I love them to death. But, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, I really want to see at one point where she just becomes like full on New York mother. And like smacks yeah, yeah. him across the cheek when well, he finds I, I, out he's Spider Man. It's a small moment, but I like the line where she's like, "I hope you got a few licks in." Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that's right, Ant Man. You well, tell I, him to kick his ass." That, like, that whole post credit sequence where he's like, "Who was it?" It's like it was Steve from Brooklyn. He had know? some friends. Yeah, that, yeah, oh, that was that, a great. That was a great moment too. They got a lot of. They got a lot of laughs in my theater. It's like, "Where are you from?" Kids like Queens and Captain America like Brooklyn. It was <laughs> that's great. Oh right, yeah. Um, it was. Uh, I'm not even. I can't mention that. Um, we'll talk about it later. Uh, 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 what was I saying? The post-credit sequence. I wasn't crazy about it, only because I wish the there was one? something. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I wish there was something about Infinity Wars or something upcoming. Yeah. Like I don't need them to tell me that Spider-Man's coming again. Yeah. I, like I knew that. Yeah. And I think the rest of the world knew that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I, the Infinity War thing. I'm not 
too too worried about because I do hope they'll like develop that more in things like Doctor Strange and things like. If they well, don't, yeah, I mean, then yeah, fuck they, them. But well, it, this got... movie, I I kind of liked that this movie didn't really focus on that stuff. Like the one mention we got of anything was when he's like, I don't know what this is in my head. Like yeah, and that was really good. You're like, oh, we're kind of just touching well, it a little, a... and then you back off. Well, that was a good tangent where it was just like. Well, it works in the movie. About, it doesn't feel like... It, yeah, it doesn't feel like they're forcing in where they're like, here, look at this Infinity Stone. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like he's trying to console her mm-hmm. and he's doing it in a natural way that his character would. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't bother me because I fucking hate those Infinity Stones at this point. So do I. Yeah. I hate them as a plot concept uh, or as a plot device. And that's my biggest concern about Infinity Wars. I just hear that title and it makes me want to die. Like, it just... Just ugh, it sounds so lame. This movie did get me a little bit psyched for it in sense of uh, scale wise. Nope, just the Russos. Oh, yeah. I, I I I just I think I like them. I like I like I said before. Um, I just like what they have to say about it. Like anytime I hear them talk about it, I'm like, you seem like you guys get it. Like you have an actual vision. Yeah, well, well I've been yeah. saying that well, since you. Uh, shut the fuck up, Michael. <laughs> I've been saying that since Yumi and Dupree is. <laughs> yes. They were the ones Look, to do Infinity War. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> they have one garbage movie, but they've done a lot of good work on TV, and I do, I do, I do think when they talk about it, they have. Yeah, they, they have, have a fundamental understanding of these characters. Yeah, and it does seem like they have an idea. It doesn't seem like they're like, fuck it, we're just doing Marvel movies. Like, what? Who the fuck cares? Like, it does seem like they're like huge fanboys and they're trying to make something good. Right. But so are I these think the only Marvel movies that try to inject like some sort of social commentary. Do any of the other ones? Um, no, not even a little. No. I, yeah, I can't yeah. think of them. Yeah, I think just Winter Soldier and Civil War try to. Yeah, well, they were they were very adamant. Like you have the Iron Man movies, and it's a very fun, lighthearted adventure movie. And sure. Then Captain America movies are what's supposed to bring consequence to the universe. Which we were actually Zach talking about this earlier. Is that this? You and me, or you and Tyler? You and me. Okay. Um, this movie is now. Integral to the cinematic universe. Okay, this is kind of what I want to. I want to finish this up. Whatever you want to say, what you had to say, and then I can no. Yeah. Okay, I just want to talk about this real quick. Is um, so the thing with this movie is it kind of pissed me off when it ended, and it was like we're not going to resolve anything, and I yeah. was like, God damn it! I was like, okay, fine. Um, but it, I don't know. It's it's very different than what they've done before. Because I feel like, like okay, so like Ant-Man stands on its own. You can watch it. All you have to know is that the Avengers are a thing. Right. But like, All of them do. They all kind of have, like... I, like I, I yes. get on Marvel a lot for... And I think I word it poorly because I'm like, none of the films stand alone. Um, what I mean when I say that is none of them stand on their own merit. I don't think you could really hold them up as like great movies. I think that the universe itself is what's bigger and what people are more interested I in. I agree. And the thing is like they've been very episodic so far and yeah. like the Avengers Self-contained. Don't cro- yeah, the Avengers don't cross over to any of the other movies. It's weird that in Winter Soldier no one's there to help yeah, that's Captain America. But that's a conceit that you have to deal with and sure. it's fine. But here's I'll the thing, are they hope like fingers crossed, I might be totally wrong, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. hoping they're starting to move in that direction cuz Captain America 3, we have a yeah. bunch of characters. Thor two or Thor three, we're getting Hulk in it. Mm-hmm. Spider Man, Tony Stark's gonna be in it, and there's a rumor that uh, Captain America will be also. But Tony Stark is definitely confirmed. I, yeah, I can't see Captain America playing a huge part in that. It's it's not he, a huge. He comes part, back but... and gives him another black eye. Yeah. Now, I'm hoping that maybe like they're gonna start moving because like how you can't watch Ant Man two without watching this movie because he's definitely on the run. He was broken out of this prison. Like yeah, you can't move into Ant Man two without like you can't watch Ant Man one and then Ant Man two. I think one I'm, of my unless bigger... they just go into Ant Man two and they're like fuck it, just fuck it, just no. I think I one of my biggest to... problems was I'm sorry, um, was that 
it, it didn't really set, like, I had a problem with Scott Lang being there. I'm like, because you have so much to lose. Why are you going and doing this? Well, even this? Hawkeye. Like, yeah. with Hawkeye, you can kind of justify it. I think it was Jeremy Johns who was talking about it. And he, Well, he does say in the movie, I was watching it this time, and he was like, I have a debt to pay as he, like, kind of nods towards um, Scarlet Witch. Okay. He does say that at one point. Right, because, like, the whole thing about that is he's the one that gave that motivational speech to Scarlet Witch in Age of Ultron, where yeah, he was like... a flimsy excuse well, to make. No, it well, is, but... Yeah, but it's an excuse nonetheless, where his whole thing is, like, he's the one that motivated her to be an Avenger, so now her causing this destruction and being, like, the focal point of all this criticism... And that's why he's the one who breaks her. It's when it's when he shows up to uh, with like Cap, and it's right before they pull Ant Man out of the van. Right. He's like, "Thanks for joining us." He's like, "Ah, don't worry about it." And then he kind of nods towards Scarlet Witch, who's behind him. He's like, "I had, I had a debt to repay or to do something." Yeah, but that seems like a lot of a debt to repay. Sure. You can tell he's fucking Um, pissed in the end because he has like a family and everything, and he's locked up in the cell. Like uh, he was really good in the very small role he had. I thought because he's the best that he's ever been, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, I, I like his, A lot I of like people liked whole... him in Age of Ultron, but uh, I no, hated that it. It seemed forced. I um, hated it. I liked it, but it, I do think he was better in this. Yeah. I like that whole moment where he saw Vision coming, and he's just like, I have a bow and arrow, dude. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Um, no, and then the other problem with Spider-Man is that, like, he was he was completely inconsequential. He was just there because they could put him there. Like yeah. I said, um, yeah. He's a complete fan But not only that, it's it sets Tony Stark up as, like, Wait a minute. Why are you going to get this? Because what is he in the movie? Like fifteen? Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. a child, like a literal child. Yeah. Um, yes, he has superpowers, but we know that he's not invulnerable. He gets broken ribs and shit. Um, he could have been hurt Brut- severely, brutally so murdered by a is, Nazi assassin. Exactly. Like the most dangerous man in the world is on the loose, and you're like, I'm gonna go get this kid, um, and I'm gonna lie to his legal guardian, and I'm gonna fly him to Germany, and then I'm gonna. Uh, Make him fight um, this this assassin. I so, did, like, I, what I, I really, and I, I understand really, that he's never going to die because he's Spider Man. But like, just no, yeah, yeah. But I, within I really, the context of the world, I think it's it works because Tony's a reckless asshole. But also because I really was digging kind of the relationship they were set up. There, I'm really excited that he's in. You mean Spider-Man. the pederastic relationship? Yes. Like, yeah. They go because like, what do you think? Like when he comes into the room, he's like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, you remember that thing that we talked about? Yeah, yeah, let's go discuss it in your room. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, you're, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're digging a little bit. Yeah, you're digging a little bit. Uh, I think that I, was clear in the script. They're <laughs> in a relationship. He's the replacement Pepper Potts. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, look, Tony Stark is in a weird place in his life. I understand. Well, actually, kind of building off what you said there, he's in a weird place in his life, and I do think he's kind of taking him under his wing. And I, I, I don't know. It's I a think, father yeah, figure kind of thing. I, I do like yeah. that. I do like how they kind of worked in the the responsibility thing without saying it. Well, it's it's okay. This is where it becomes I liked it more than, than I liked Amazing it, Spider Man. I liked it more than an Amazing Spider Man. Because okay, so here's what you just said. Um, with and it makes me realize why it should be fine for someone like me because I love Batman and Robin, and I'm fine with a 15 year old Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's idea is fucking crazy. Sure. But it's a kind of a conceit within the world of the comics that that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, people mention it. Commissioner Gordon's like, why do you have this child? I was uh, really hoping, that I had talked to you guys about this before, Captain, Captain America. America doesn't have a line where he goes, yeah. Tony, you brought a fucking kid to a fight. They like, hint at it slightly with the Empire Strikes Back joke when they're like, how old is this? He's like, yeah, yeah I didn't carbon date him. He airs on the young side. But I saw that as more I of a wish, joke. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wish that, that one, it was more of a thing. Well, yeah. there was a moment where Captain America's like, go home, kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. He knows he's a kid and I'm like, I'm not going to get like a truck on him. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, Captain America Cap- almost murders Spider-Man. Okay, hold on. No, no, no. How come I was watching... The movie started, and I was like, 
oh, people better not be talking. Because, like, I don't hate Batman v Superman. I liked it. I don't have a huge problem with Batman murdering people. Yeah. Um, this movie, they murder everyone. Yeah. Like, all the bad guys. Oh, and they always have. Like, that's... It's only because well, it's, like, a conceit in the but, Batman... Like, a huge conceit in the Batman mythos that he doesn't kill that people have a huge problem with it. But like, in, in Avengers and Age of Ultron, it's, like, aliens and robots. Yeah. In this one, it's people. It's They're people. bad guys. Winter Soldier. You see how the fucking... That first person in Winter Soldier kicks off the boat. That You broke their spine. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Well, it just... Everyone's in this because they use guns in this. Well, like, they, they use, straight up shoot well, people. Well, they use guns in the first Avengers, but not since that Though first Avengers... Though, that's a war film, so I can, I can accept that. Okay. This was just them, like... Like bursting in and being like terrorists and shooting, and I was like, okay, all right. Scarlet Witch uses her powers; they just murder people, and I was like, all right, fine, that's cool. But I don't know, like, why is it not? Yeah, a you know, with these what was guys? a weird part for me because I can't tell what she was doing. Like when Hawkeye uh, arrows Tony Stark, and he's like, "Well, there's a first time for everything." He's like, "Yeah, yeah. look," and the cars follow him. Is she helping him or is she hurting him? <laughs> Like, is she putting the cars on top of him, or is she, like, trying to get the cars? No, 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 I think she was pulling the cars onto him. That, what a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a no, fucking bitch. No, no, bitch. I liked, I that's really liked. a problem, because that's way too dark. No, I right? liked that, because all person. the characters, he, all the characters are going around, and they're like, we still friends, haha, and then Falcon's like, I'm gonna save, uh, well, he's, like, really concerned about War Machine. Like, they all, they don't want to hurt each other. They're trying to stop each other, but they don't want to, they don't well, want to. Scarlet Witch. Did, did that, and then hold up. Scarlet Witch is like, don't pull your punches. Like, and she's just going around and, like, fucking people up, I was like, this is great. This is crazy. She's this is a little bit crazy. She's a crazy girl. Yeah. And then when you factor that in, she's the most overpowered person oh, yeah. on that team, especially when you don't Wild define vision, someone's but... powers. Well, her and Vision, they're pretty equal. And they're yeah. going to fuck and create something even more powerful and destructive. That'd be cool. Does that happen ever in the comics? Do they have a kid? I don't think they, f- I don't think they have a kid, well, a but robot, their so relationship like... is a thing. They, like, they, they have yeah, a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to yeah. fuck. I think they fuck. Yeah, no, they absolutely Do fuck. They I'm just saying, fuck? are they capable well, you, of procreating? Do you think... Is he not? What is? Isn't he like part organism? Yeah, he's an I android. He was a cyborg. So that would well, yeah, no, cyborg but you, well, yeah, and but, cybernetic organism. So yeah. it's a part. Do you think he has junk? Does Vision have junk? He definitely has junk. Whether he has workable uh, junk, functional semen, I don't know. Well, see, I don't think they have a kid, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, they, they, they absolutely bang. fuck. They bang. Okay. If he could create a cape, he could create a cock. That's a, that's a good point. That's, yeah, that's a, good a <laughs> cape or cock. Choose. <laughs> Um, I think it's a pretty easy choice. Cape! <laughs> Capes are cool. You can't throw your penis over your shoulder. Well, I can, but... <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, because Michael's a dick. And yeah. he got here so late. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up. We'll probably have more to say at some point. Um... But those are our initial thoughts. Like, we'll yeah. next next we'll time we reconvene, it. we'll we'll probably have seen it a second or third time in Zach's case, and we'll, we'll probably have more thoughts. We'll on pick it. it apart and shit all over it, straight down its throat. Mm-hmm. But um, next time we can get into Baron Zemo because I do think at least you and me I know have some conflicting thoughts on that. Oh I don't yes, like I don't. I think he's irrelevant and unnecessary. I think his motive. Well, his motivation works, but it's just so silly. He's like, I took. I was afraid. When the Avengers got to Sokovia, so I took my family into an open field, and then they dropped Sokovia on top of my family. (laughs) I'm like, that's kind of hilarious. (laughs) I don't know. We wrapped up our initial talks on Civil War, uh, but now we're back. We had to murder Zach. Uh, Zach is no longer with us. Yeah, there was... um...
there was a sad incident about um, 20 minutes ago with his penis and a pencil sharpener. And uh, he's uh, we lost him. Zach thought it would be a better idea to go have sex with a woman than do this podcast. Um, I don't know where the hell he got that idea. But Civil War, what didn't you like about it? Um, well, there are a couple things in the movie that I felt were unfounded. I think my largest complaint about the movie is... We didn't talk about Zemo, which we should. Yeah, is that your largest complaint? No, uh, yeah, probably. My long, largest single complaint. Apart from the fact that the action sequences... This low shutter speed that they used that supposedly makes it a little bit more clear, I think it did the exact opposite. Um, for those of you who don't know, when you're shooting in 24 frames per second, there's a certain shutter speed. Um, I wish Zach was here because he could explain that better, like what exactly that means. Right. But it's supposed it, to reduce motion blur. Yes, what it boils down to is when you're shooting I at believe. 24 frames per second, there's a certain amount of motion blur. Um that happens now when you remove that what you get is like this kind of it almost looks like a nickelodeon like an animation like a stop motion kind of effect um and that's what i think a lot of the action scenes in this had it makes it look very jerky and it makes it look very fast-paced and honestly i don't think that the film needed that it's it's not as jarring as it was say watching the hobbit in 48 frames per second um that just looked bad um, that looked soap opera-y at points. It has the same effect as, um, you ever watch, like, something on, like, an LED TV on the standard LED setting? It makes everything look vaguely sped up. It gives it a weird kind of unnatural quality. That's what The yeah. Hobbit looked like. However, did you see The Hobbit in 3D? Uh, I saw, I think, The Desolation of Smaug in 3D. Uh, the Desolation of Smoog. Smaug. Smog? 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 I don't it, It's Smog, I think. I heard it so many different ways. Who gives a shit? But anyway, like, the 3D looked pretty good. I didn't see this in 3D, so maybe that helps. Well, I mean, seeing anything with bad filmography or special effects in 3D mm-hmm. helps because it makes everything look shittier unilaterally. I don't know, like, some of the things in Batman v Superman looked better. In, like, the action looked better. Like, the Doomsday stuff looked better in 3D. Did it? Where it looked, it stood out to me as like, oh, that doesn't look weird. But then it blends a little bit better in 3D. So maybe that's the case with the action here. But I saw it in standard definition and I felt nauseous. Yeah, well, I don't like 3D mainly because I like seeing things in clarity. Um, which I guess can be a negative when you talk about bad CGI. Because certain times when there's bad CGI and you can see it crystal clear, it looks wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, this um, movie had some bad CGI. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, not, not really anything to really pull me out and be like, oh, that's awful. But it was just kind of enough to, like, notice all the practical effects and everything and see something and be like, oh. Yeah, the only thing that really pulled me out of it was Spider-Man. I just, like, Black Panther, a lot of his stuff was animated too, but I guess it's just the texturing on the costume that looked a little bit better. Yeah, it's, it's funny because when the first set picture was revealed of the Black Panther costume, I was like, that looks dumb. Yeah, it looks cheesy. It looks cheesy. And then you see it on screen, you're like, I believe it. Yeah, it's fine. It, it, yeah, like the only it, time that I really laughed at the Black Panther was um, when they're leaving the, uh, what do they call it, the water prison? 
Yeah, you know, that's another thing. Well, when they're leaving that, that, that was a silly concept to begin with, but I could forgive it, but like, as Tony Stark is leaving... He's flying away and you see and him And then you see him. Black Panther underneath in this ridiculous looking plane. It yeah. looked fun. Like, it didn't look bad on its own, but it was just like where everything else looked semi-real-ish. It was like, holy shit, this came out of a Saturday morning cartoon show. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing, too, is it kind of initially, I'm not it very... It looked like a toy. Well, I'm not very familiar with the Nation of Wakanda and what they're... That's racist. I suppose, sure. And what their annual income as a country is. But a lot of, like, the, the annual grossings in South Africa, not... You keep not... confusing South Africa with uh, the actual part of Africa that this takes place, which is, like, northeastern Africa. Is it northeastern Africa? Yeah, the African Horn, like Sudan, uh, Somalia, all the sub-Saharan regions. Are those, are those rich countries? No. Can they afford private fighter jets? Uh, Wakanda, in general, it's supposed to be, like... Supremely isolated, and a lot of their like, I, from what I understand about it, because I know next to nothing about it, like all, they make a lot of high-end technology and stuff because they have like the world's supply largest of supply, the only supply of vibranium, if yeah. I remember correctly. Right. So they're a very, very technologically sophisticated country, which is stupid because anytime you see a country isolate itself purposely, it's North Korea. Yeah, you get something like North Korea, it collapses. But it's a comic book, so fuck it. Um, Wakanda is this high-tech utopia. In the middle of Africa that nobody knows about. God, it's goddamn great, like, when he suits up in the Black Panther outfit. Like, as soon as he assumes, like, I'm the king of Wakanda now. And, like, his Black Widow sign was like, don't worry, I'll kill him myself. I'm like, oh, this guy means business. Yeah. No, I liked... My, one of my favorite parts was in that airport fight where uh, Hawkeye is like, I don't believe we met. My name's Clint. He's like, I don't care. He <laughs> 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 just proceeds to almost kill Hawkeye. Um, well, I, there, there's so many memorable parts for uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Specifically when he was like, you're in my way. Move. Yeah. Like, every time where he's just, like, confronted with the character. Oh, no, no. It was when he was in the car with Captain America. He's like, so I ask you both as a warrior and as a king, what makes you think you can stop me? I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah. He was definitely the highlight of the movie for me. I think the low light of the movie for me was, I just don't... We were talking earlier about how this works better as an Avengers film than Age of Ultron did. Yes. And I kind of wish that it was a full-fledged Avengers well, film. Well, it's... Whereas first... it was, because this was still a Captain America story. Like, you focus more on Captain America than anybody else. Technically. Right. Um, he was the protagonist, and it, it was this whole Bucky thing. I just don't give a shit about Bucky. I really don't. Yeah, I, I kind of attribute to that to my aversion I don't want to use aversion well, you don't like Sebastian I don't like Stan. Sebastian Stan because he's just very bland yeah I'm, but like I mean I haven't seen him in anything but these Captain America movies and to me we had this conversation last week in an episode that's yet to be released uh, about the Marvel acting it's like the Marvel acting to me in general I wouldn't call it bland I wouldn't call it bad but I don't think it's all that spectacular well it's interesting because if you look at a lot of the performances they're not really given a lot to work with exactly um that kind of changed with this one especially in light of characters Robert like Robert Downey Jr. had a lot to work with he had a lot to work with there's a lot of emotional investments within the character I think he was the best actor in the film yes he gave the best performance um but again we were talking about Chris Evans whom I don't dislike but Zach uh I believe the word that he used was he had a major throbbing fucking erection for I think Chris yeah that's Evans. the exact phrase yeah. I think he said specifically said he was leaking for Chris Evans yeah that's what he did say something about that he's like I want his genitals in and around my uh, mouth and anus yeah I think that's what he said 
Which, yeah, I mean, verbatim. I guess you can't blame him. Well, you'll him. hear it in the next episode. He says it. Yeah, he says it a lot. Um, but, I mean, it's just, I don't well, know. No, he really likes Chris Evans, and I don't think Chris Evans is bad. I, like, I don't think he's bad at all. But I also don't think that I've seen him give anything that's, like, stood out as Captain America, where I'm like, well, this is, you know, no one else could play it. I, it's hard to see somebody else playing Captain America now, because this is the only Captain America we've ever known. Most Not people. true, technically. There was a 90s movie. Yeah, and how's that? Not good. It's super, very iconic, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. But well, I mean, for most people who have never seen that movie, myself included, um, Chris Evans is the only Captain America you've ever known. Well, the thing about Chris Evans, and I think the thing that Zach was trying to communicate, um, was that he has this certain sense of genuine, genuineness? Gen- yeah, he's, he's he very genuine. genuine, but um, more than that. Yeah, I mean, I agree, like, maybe we'll get it in an Iron Man movie down the line where he'll have a really strong, dramatic performance. Um, And Chris Evans is a great actor. I mean, he has serious acting chops, especially in action and dramatic roles, something in, like, the vein of Snowpiercer, uh, where he is really great. It's just he's not really given much beyond, you know, I am the captain of America. Right, But, but what we were saying, well, what I was saying in the last episode is sometimes you get material where, like The Dark Knight, um, if you go back and read the screenplay to Dark Knight, the Joker monologues are fine. Um, the whole Joker part is fine. But in the hands of a lesser actor, I think it could have been a very, very average movie. Um, Heath Ledger took that material and elevated it to an absurd degree. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to be that good. I think what you're just saying is cast Heath Ledger in every role. I wish we could. What, why, like, why doesn't he work anymore? I haven't uh, seen him in movies in forever. Yeah, I think Dark Knight was, he was like, listen, just going out on a bang. This is a tasteless road that we're going down. Um, I'm not going to be in any more of these superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not saying that they have to be, like, Oscar-worthy. I'm not saying that they have to be, like, resounding. But when I Wasn't think it, back on well, all of the Avengers movies and the Captain America movies and stuff like that, I can't really pinpoint a single moment uh, of Chris Evans where I'm just like, whoa, fucking... That was memorable. I could think of that, like, uh, from Robert Downey Jr. at the end of this movie, where, yeah. like, just the look of anguish on his face. I remember it. I rem- like, it, it stands out. Beaten. Destroyed. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. Comparatively speaking, like, and it's not just to shit on Chris Evans. It's everybody in these Marvel movies. I don't really see that. Well, I mean, the only people you can really shit on in these Marvel movies is Aaron Taylor Johnson, oh, Elizabeth God. Olsen. Yeah. Lizzie, baby. I love you, but, uh. Stop doing that accent. <laughs> Just drop it and we'll forgive it. Yeah. But you gotta do it or don't. <laughs> don't. don't do both. Because <laughs> that's what happened in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it feels very much like a comic book movie. Where shit's just pulled out, like, from left and right and out of left field. Where it's not necessarily in any cohesive nature. It's something that's compounded and built off of the other movies. And... We were saying before we broke earlier that it this is a movie that's now, like, it's a crutch to the Marvel Universe now. Because since it kind of leaves you hanging in that Empire Strikes Back notion where everyone just ends on their low note, uh, there's no resolution. Uh, characters are... I would dial that back slightly. I agree to that. I agree with that to a degree. Um, I'm no way trying to say this movie is as good as Empire Strikes Back. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, like, in that, them all leaving off... I don't feel like there's anything that can't be fixed relatively easily at the end of this movie. How so? Um, well, Captain America sends Tony Stark a letter that says, 
Hey, bro, we still bros. You ever need me? Call me, bro. Here's my new gnomes. I'm in Wakanda. Like, that's that's literally the monologue. Um, I don't, I'm, don't think that's the case. Well, he writes him a letter that says, Tony, we're, I know that we're not on the best terms. But if you ever need me, just call. And then Tony's like, yeah, I'm going to go rub one out. This still smells like cat. Um, and I think you're, you're Brody adding... is like, can I watch? <laughs> and he's like, only if you could catch me. And he runs away. And <laughs> Brody tries to run and he falls, and falls on, his, yeah. on his crippled robot legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, things like... What I'm saying all is All the like, characters now being fugitives, technically. Yes, yes, there's that. Like, that's there's a that huge point. And what that sets up nicely is Spider-Man. Um, it would be so strange to have a world where superheroes are just okay. And then, like... Spider-Man is not a controversial figure because that's so, so entrenched in the Spider-Man mythos that he's like kind of this almost reviled figure at points. Well, people don't like spiders. Just take the spider out of his name, you'll be fine. It's true. That Jameson. Who do you think they're going to cast as Jameson? Jeff Goldblum. Good. I'd watch it. Or Ace Butterfield. That'd be weird. It'd be funny. Um, but but no, I mean crazy blue it, eyes. Yeah, he looks like a White Walker. But. <laughs> But I, I was looking at like the other people that were going to play Spider-Man today because I was thinking like I wonder if there was anybody that I could see more, and not really. I mean, Tom Holland was probably the best choice out of that short list, but I'm like, I, there's got to be more actors in America. Than me. But I just saw Asa Butterfield's eyes, and I'm like, oh, stunning, stunning eyes. They're piercing. White Walker. Yeah, they're yeah. like a White Walker. They're like White Walker. Um, yeah, no, but well, I. It's funny though because Asa Butterfield is almost a spider-man level because he assembles a lot of technology like by hand yeah so i thought that was funny that he didn't get the part he's like oh whatever i'm just gonna go he does that like in his life yeah so he's just like oh whatever about I'm another just... movie huh are you talking about another no movie? i'm talking about in his life just assemble shit how do you know his life we're intimate gross i'm just kidding we're not um <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm stopping <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm i guess there's garbage I... once a week yeah i, I find all of his uh all of his old used Tampons. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't find a word there. Um, but no, no, but it's, <laughs> but it's interesting because now you see necessarily if you have an Ant Man too, uh, it's not going to, you know, like it's it's not going to play off of Ant Man one. They're going to have to address this issue, yeah. which is fine if it was an Avengers movie. But now this movie has become a crutch. Like you have to watch Ant Man. Captain America Civil War, and then Ant-Man 2. In order to watch Cap- Captain America Civil War, in order to be invested in it, you have to watch Captain America Winter Soldier, yeah, This does Iron very Man. much feel like the first Marvel movie in maybe ever that you kind of have to watch. Right. Like, to and, watch any of the other ones. Right, and we had problems with Age of Ultron where I believe the term that you used was this was the first film where it felt like the weight of this cinematic universe has started to crack. You know, that it did, because that was another big ensemble film. But, but I don't think they balanced... No, Nearly the failings. Well did, but... The failings of Ultra, Age of Ultron was the fact that it, because I mean, if you look at certain problems, there are the similar fundamental problems where it sets up plot threads and the plot threads aren't resolved and they, you know, they're just kind of left hanging. You have to watch the other movies. It's almost in the TV show formula where if you don't watch this, if you haven't seen this movie, it doesn't work. Um, the the differences are is that this movie just works better i don't know if it's in terms of fan service or if it's just in terms of like 
it's more engaging and entertaining than a villain or character such as Ultron, but there feels like there's more of an investment into it. So to have all these characters turn on each other, of which we're now all familiar with because of the Avengers movies, it feels more natural than yeah. introducing a character like Ultron. Because, I mean, even still, like, Age of Ultron introduced two new Avengers characters, and that was Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. It just did it very poorly. This movie introduces Spider-Man and Black Panther, and it does it really well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, there were a lot I, of okay, similar... I would say it introduces Black Panther a lot better. I say it, it worked fine for Spider-Man because we know who he is. Right. But, like... Ooh. Yeah. If that was, like, Ant-Man or something, and they just tried to introduce him like that, holy shit, would that not work? Yeah. I still feel like Spider-Man, to me, I didn't hate him in this movie, um, and I can't really complain that much because I don't think that he made the movie worse, but at the same time... You didn't need him. Like, you could easily take him out and change very little. Yeah, I like, agree. Well, I mean, the whole sequence with Spider-Man is literally just for the fans. And it was a drastic tonal shift. I mean, it, like, I think it kind of... I do think it hurt the movie a little bit, but only... In, it, 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 I don't let, know, won me back it, pretty easily because it was good. Yeah, it was a really great performance of Spider-Man, and I was really... Happy, joyful, and ecstatic to see Spider-Man on screen. It's it just really felt like good Spider-Man on screen. It, it felt like one of those things where you remember watching Furious Seven. No. At, all right. Well, <laughs> Furious Seven. Paul Walker died. Yeah. And in the end of the movie, you have this really big dramatic like send-off to Paul Walker. Sure. Where he died. Yeah, I do vaguely remember. This right. Movie. And in the context of people knowing what happens, people being like oh, Paul Walker died, and they're giving him this big dramatic send-off because, you know, this was his last movie and this is what we get to see him leave in. This was his franchise, basically. Um, and in that context, it made sense. But in the sense of the movie, it didn't really make sense to have this character leave his family on a beach to drive off never to be seen again. Um, I kind of feel like that with Spider-Man in this sense, knowing the paradigm of which we live in where Sony had the rights... Sony's not forfeiting the rights technically, but they're sharing the rights with Marvel Studios. It's fun and it's interesting and it makes sense in my brain to see Spider-Man now because Marvel has the Spider-Man rights back and they're going to introduce the characters so that their next subsequent movie, which is going to be a Marvel movie, fits and people aren't questioning it. Like, oh God, another Spider-Man movie? People still will, but like it's... I still feel that way. People still will. I'm interested to see where they go with it, but at this point it's like, I don't know. Yeah, no, but, it, like, you understand that the reason why Spider-Man was in this movie was because of the rights issue being resolved, I guess. Um, but in the context of the movie, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to bring him in at this particular well, that's point. that's what I'm saying. It's like, Tony Stark going to get Spider-Man is just so fucking weird. I think we said that a little bit when uh, Zach was here. But to me, it just seems strange. It seemed out of character. Zach said Tony Stark is a little bit reckless, and I'll agree with that to you know a certain degree. But I, when you're going and you're getting a small child and bringing him to war where he could easily die, well, he's and fighting. I mean, this isn't the Spider-Man. I always think of Spider-Man as being relatively invulnerable, not like completely so, but he's still like a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, but I'd like in the other Spider-Man movies, I never really feel like he's in danger until the very end. Right. And even then, it's more like other people are in danger and he has to stop it. This, I never really got the sense that he was... He's being used as a weapon. Sort of. Um, but I didn't really get the idea that he was... He, he, he was good to go. Like, I thought there was 
someday. Like, if fucking Bucky was Winter Soldier mode, I think he could have killed Spider-Man. Well, here's the thing. If you look at the roster, you have Natasha Romanoff and Clint Barton, which I... are two super assassins for a shady government agency. Sure. You have the Winter Soldier, who is a Nazi assassin. You have the with Falcon. superpowers. Right, you have a Falcon, Sometimes. who is a special forces agent with a jetpack, like Captain America, literally a super soldier. And a... Did he seem a lot stronger in this movie than he ever had? I feel like they're inconsistent with the Captain America powers. Well, I feel like he's very durable in this movie. Well, like, he's, like, kicking cars, like, 20 feet. He throws, like, the fucking Arrested Development chair car on top of Spider-Man. That's not really it. But apparently that was in the movie. Um, they mentioned that the on Red Letter Media. You know, the uh, did you ever watch Arrested Development? No. Oh. Well, there's this whole thing. They're a rich family, and they lose their money, and the only vehicle that they have left is the... Uh, they used to own a private jet, and there was a truck with just the stairs that would go to the private jet. Mm-hmm. And so all they owned was the stairs. <laughs> but they That's put funny. that in the movie because the Russos directed uh, Arrested Development. Development. That's funny. Um, they also put the uh, bald guy from Community. Um, he had a cameo. Well, I feel like ever since Winter Soldier, it felt like Captain America was a drastically different character, especially in tones in terms of like strength-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, in Winter Soldier, it did feel a little more grounded. Like, Oh, this time he felt like a superhuman. Yes. Like, this is the first time I've really... Because, like, I, my understanding of Captain America was that he's uh, he's pretty much what Batman is... In Batman v. Superman? No, and... Just an extremely yeah, no, buff in the, individual. In the comics, the the conceit of Batman is that he's, like, the, as he's the peak of human perfection. He's trained himself up to be, like, as good as you could be as a human. Um, and that's what Captain America was, just he did it through drugs, because he's lazy. You think Captain America would have condoned steroids and like sports and stuff now? Because that'd be very, very ironic. Yeah, maybe. Um, he doesn't support, uh, you know, the military, so who knows? He doesn't want any oversight. He just wants the Avengers to be their own. This is true. Thing. Um, we'll 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 get to the Sokovia Accords and where we fall in those positions because sure. it's a that's a that's an issue. One of its what well, well, the entire movie is based. Um, but no, I mean, I definitely the Russo brothers set up, especially Winter Soldier, with uh, Captain America being a very different. I mean, they talked on Screen Junkies that immediately, like the first sequence in Winter Soldier, the first person he kills is he kicks the dude off the ship, and the dude like hardcore breaks his spine. And it's kind of from that moment they just said they they really wanted to establish this is a different Captain America movie. And from that, it seems like he'd well, gotten is it? I much mean, did stronger. Captain America in the comics ever kill people? Because he's a soldier. Why wouldn't he? Well, I mean, even in the first Avengers movie, like, well, he shoots people. Doing war, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was funny because I feel like he bitched out in the first Avengers movie, uh, which was literally right after the first Avenger movie. That's confusing. Um, where he uses a gun, but he uses it and he's, like, aiming it at the floor and not shooting anyone. I'm like, dude, you, like, well, kill him. like... Well, I understand, like, there's probably a difference between wartime and peacetime for him. I, I don't care. We don't need, like, you don't need to get in, like, detail and try to justify it. Yeah, Captain no, America. but, um, no, like, he did seem much stronger in this movie, but I felt like his, I, I think the only thing was he seemed a little more durable. Like, he would mm-hmm. jump from really high heights and be fine. Whereas well, he did in, that in Winter Soldier. He jumps well, he, out of a plane without a parachute. Yeah, it was into water, I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah, but like, still, water yeah. from that height's like concrete. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, even, like, if you look at the elevator scene, he jumped, like, four stories, but he yeah. landed on his shield, and it, it was a big deal, and he looked fucked up yeah, after that. I, like, I always got the sense that he's probably better than normal people, but I never got the sense that he was, like, a, a super, superhero. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he, he seems a little stronger in this movie. That doesn't necessarily bother me, I guess. Yeah, it's just that the thing that I noticed. That first scene in Lagos where he, like, he jumped over that car and kicked the dude in the face, that was goddamn brutal. Guy just went flying, like, 20 feet. I, I honestly don't even remember because everything that happened in Lagos, like, I felt sick. Oh. Well. Like, everything after the, they're talking at, like, the little cafe thing, as soon as they start running. Like, oh, my God, Black Widow, uh, it like, when she's running through, like, the bazaar. right. I could not look at the screen. Like I, that's when I texted you. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on in this movie. <laughs> um, I can't figure it out. Like, I, I had to look away um, in a lot of the action sequences, which is sad because they're all they're all really well choreographed. Well, here's the thing: they got the people from um, what's the fucking Keanu Reeves movie? John Wick. John Wick. They yeah. got the choreographers from John Wick, and they're fantastic. Yeah. All why the fight you, scenes are really well composed. Shitty photography. Just hold the camera still. Well, I mean, Shoot it's it not even. Frame it's right. not even the shaky camera. I think it's the problem with the. It's, it's the editing for one, and it's the, well, it's uh, the shutter speed. But the like, shutter speed. And, yeah. yeah, the editing was sloppy. So yeah, but the Sokovia Accords. Um, brief shout out. I'm glad that they actually filmed actual footage for all these incidents because in the trailer it was just like. Oh, here's stock footage from the first Avenger yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And that, that really bothered me. I'm like, how'd you get that? Yeah, who was filming that? Who was filming uh, that? Joss Whedon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but in this one, like they they showed like on the ground like cam footage. Yeah. And it, it felt real. And especially there was what one in the Avengers where the Hulk jumps off of Grand Central Station and he hits the building and the debris just falls and probably kills the person who was holding that camera. And you're just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're dead. Right. Um, and it was just this kind of feeling where, like, okay, I understand this. Some people have been... I mean, it's been, it's been a very divisive issue. And I don't mean a very divisive issue in the sense where, like, fanboys are like, Team Iron Man! Team Cap! It's just in the sense where, like, people will be like, you know, like, what... It was garbage! Exactly. Um, they'll just say, like, oh, Iron Man's sense, like... His plan makes the complete sense entirely. Fuck Captain... Or some people are like, Captain America is completely in the right here. Like, No, I, I totally go with the uh, Iron Man side on this, where I'm just like, if... But the problem is, like, this doesn't do the Batman v Superman where it strives to be realistic in the sense that, like, it, it tries to ask questions like, what would happen if Superman's in the real world? This does seem like a fictitious world. Yeah, it um, seems like the world that Marvel's established. Sure, yeah, it's their own thing. Yeah, this is a world in which Fox News does not exist. So if I'm looking at it... No, Bill O'Reilly is totally an Iron Man too. What? Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, was like, I just tried to wipe that movie from my memory. Um, to me, if I'm thinking of it in a real-world context, if you had... It's just like, fuck the idea that they're superheroes. We're just going to look at them as what they are. They're people that are going out and solving these, these crimes. Um, massive international incidents kind of things. So that would be like having a military that answers to no one. And to me, yeah. Like, that that would... It, it would be like if the army tomorrow was like, hey, yeah, no, you know the whole thing where the Constitution says we have to answer to Congress and the President? Nah. We think we'd be much more effective if we could just run ourselves. And it's like, well, okay, um, no. <laughs> I mean, I t- look, there are people in the army that are like, I-, I trust, but that kind of power in the hands of Well, what you're saying is with that great power comes, comes a no great responsibility. Well, it comes with a great deal of 
Poon. Yeah, there you go. I, I couldn't remember what the last word was. Um, Martin Sheen, remind me what it was. Martin Sheen was like, not an obligation, but a responsibility. Um, man, that was bad. Um, but no, see, my whole perspective from the Team Captain America side is if you look at the movie from the context of the world it's established, like, this is an organization where, like, Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D., and if you have the Avengers answering specifically to a committee that's controlled, then you can have an instance where they're sent to a place by an organization like Hydra to do their bidding. And Captain America addresses, like, you know, people have agendas. And yes, in the real world, people have agendas, and that's what pushes our world forward. That's what raises and resolves these conflicts is different types of agendas. But in the sense of the comic book movie... You can have people with these agendas, but these people with these agendas are going to be like Baron Zemo, like, heh heh heh, evil! And in that type of context, I can understand in this fictitious world why that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, I could understand if they were setting up an organization, like if it was just one country, but the fact that they specifically say that it's going to be the UN, yeah, um, that's the most fictitious part of the fucking movie, is they're like, the UN, they're, they're, that's not an incompetent organization. Um, that seems like it would be the perfect kind of uh, body to oversee something like that on an international scale. It's a democratically elected, uh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, depending on the countries, yeah. The, yeah, they choose their delegates and then the delegates vote. But it's it's it, that seems like a pretty fair deal. I mean, yeah, you could have somebody like Shield. It would make sense if they were like, we need this to just be a government organization for the U.S. And then I could see Captain America being like, well, we didn't. That that was we tried that and yeah. it failed. Yeah. But, well, they they establish in Agents of Shield that they have the organization called the ATCU, uh, which is the organization that replaces Shield. And General Thunderbolt Ross is technically speaking the head of the ATCU within the context of these movies. Um, but then they just handed over all the authority to the UN because initially I was like, oh, are they going to be under the control of the ATCU? Because that would be bad. Uh, and then they're like, the UN. I'm like, that's a better idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was looking at it too. Like, from the trailers, it shows you that water base towards the end of the movie, and you have all these cells. But in the trailer, all the cells are empty. They probably just edited the people out not to avoid spoilers. Um, but my initial thought was, well, if they have this team like the Avengers, they're obviously going to lock them up because they're dangerous and powerful. Sure. And then when they need them, then they'll let them loose. Uh, which is, I think, which was really cool when they showed you Wanda Maximoff at the end of the movie where she was literally in a straight jacket and she looked, like, fucked up. Like, she was pale, her eyes were baggy, and she looked like she was, you know, being starved to death. And I think that was what was great about that scene where all the Avengers were locked up was these are the good guys and they're all in a supermax prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that in of itself was like, that's that's good. And I think this is what they were all fearful of in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Zemo. Yeah. Actually, first, while I'm talking about the water base, can I just ask, like, how the fuck did Captain America get into that water base at the end of the movie? Because it has to, like, raise from the bottom of the ocean. And then he didn't have a shield or his costume. He just walked in with his shirt and jacket. Uh, magical Wakanda And then beat the technology. shit out of everyone. Well, Black Panther was able to find it. And his plane. That's his, true. His, his cartoon his super plane. Jet plane. Yeah, that was it actually... literally looks like a toy. Like I, figured, I feel like it, he looked like an action figure sitting inside. Just the scale of it looked like 
That looks like a teeny tiny it, plane it looks in like, comparison to his body. It, it looks I like I laughed out loud. I like I barely laughed at that. I was like, "This is silly." It, it looked like the plane from like the GI Joe cartoon yeah. from the eighties, where mm-hmm. it's like Cobra sitting in the one man plane and they're like, Yeah, when you buy like the Slave One action figure and it's just Boba <laughs> Fett like fits in perfectly. <laughs> You're like I would never send a man into space in this <laughs> vessel. That's crazy. <laughs> or it's like if you look at the, like the Millennium Falcon like action yeah. figure, and you can just fit like. The two figures fit right, in that cockpit, right. and yeah. they're, like, cramped and squished. Uh, Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, it looks uncomfortable. Um, Baron Zemo. Or Colonel Zemo. Colonel Zemo? Uh, whatever the fuck his name was. Baron yeah, Zemo in the a... comics, whatever the hell he is in this movie. Baron, I did not need to be in the movie, is what he was. Yeah. He was just ridiculous. Well, he did, because you needed him to frame Bucky. We talked about that a little bit, and then when Zach came... Um, Abandon the idea. Because well, I mean, we talked was... about in Batman v Superman. Well, I just, I thought you it was... And, you and Zach both didn't like that Lex Luthor leveraged Superman using his mother. You would rather have it be like a fully ideological outlet. And I think that's an interesting idea, but I think that there is, on a practical level, a problem that comes up where you're just like, I don't think that's enough to justify these two figures fighting one another. Well, and you had the same problem in so. Iron Man with this one, right? Where you didn't feel it was justified for Iron Man to go after Bucky in the way he did. Yeah. Which I disagree. Well, okay, but, no, here's the thing. I do completely disagree with that um, as well. But the point that I'm making now is you would need someone like Zemo pulling the strings to get the two of them to fight, right? Um, they were already split up. And this is the thing about Zemo, his plan. And I want to speak directly to Mark Bernardin right now. Co-host of Fat Man on Batman. Love you, Mark. Um, your idea on both of these movies, Batman v Superman and Civil War, I just, I do not know where you're coming from, dude. Um, his biggest problem was, he's like, well, I didn't understand Lex Luthor's plan. Fine. It was, Fine. A, dumb, it was a dumb plan. Um, I would have liked it to be tightened up at the end. I... The thing that I would say is I wish that after Batman stole the kryptonite, they made it a little bit more clear that this is a different plan going forward. Right. And he's like, I'm going to use Batman, or I'm going to use Superman to kill Batman, because fuck Batman for fucking me over, and then I'm going to use Doomsday to kill Superman. Um, it would have been nice if he had a backup plan to kill Doomsday, but what are you going to do? Well, it's like, it's like the whole thing like in Jurassic World. We're like, well, we're going to release the T-Rex to kill the even bigger T-Rex, mm-hmm. and the T-Rex will just be like, peace out, yo. Yeah. But... I'm king of the monsters. So, yeah, Doomsday creates its own problem, but I don't have a problem with him using Martha uh, to leverage Superman because you do need something to get Superman into that place where he's like, you know what, I'm just going to kill Batman. Or not kill him, I'm just going to go try to talk to him and then Batman fucks him up. I'm just going to break every bone in his body. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because like he didn't have to... Like, if he was able to talk it out with Batman... Fine, and they would have teamed up, and that's eventually. Can you, can you imagine? Would that even be more disappointing if he just lands and they're like, they just talk and they're like, "All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the situation, but I'm good now." And there was no fight between the two of them. Yeah, that would've been funny. But now, other people, Mark Bernard included, are saying that Civil War is a much better version of this. But to that, I'm like, first of all, Zemo seems kind of redundant, and that his yes. plan was to break up the Avengers. However. The Sokovia Accords were not part of his plan. No. They just happened independently, and the Avengers were broken up for all intents and purposes. Zemo seemed like the catalyst that he just progressively made things go along quicker, but I feel like because of the events that unfolded within these movies, these characters would have all reached the points that Zemo wanted them to reach on their own accord. Uh, So Zemo was just a redundant character. Right. Well, 
again, like, I think that even with Unless the Sokovia Accords... Zemo wrote the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think, think it would have even been stronger if Bucky was just the bad guy. Yeah. If they just let, you know, a good guy be a bad guy for once in these Marvel movies. Um, and just have, like, a full fall from grace. Because Zemo... I understand... Like, I would have liked it if Bucky was manipulating Cap. And, like... But then why would he blow up the UN? Who cares? I mean... It's just, it's that classic problem. And I think that when you tell these kind of stories where you're like, I want it to be the action figures, like what I'm playing as a kid, I'm just going to take two action figures and slam them together. Right. I, that's a dumb story. I don't like it. I, I don't, I think Batman v Superman is a fine film. I think this is a fine film and they both have their problems, but like, I would prefer we not do this anymore. I don't need to see this ever again. I don't need to see the good guys fighting each other. If it's something like the Avengers where they clash a little bit, but then ultimately they learn to work together, that's fine. But this, I just don't like it because it is an inherently weak plot. You need an outside force to come and manipulate things or else there's just no reason for the good guys to fight to the death. Um, when it was just the Sokovia Accords, and I don't, like, when it was just the Sokovia Accords and they, it was a purely ideological conflict, I don't see them fighting. I see them maybe coming after each other, but I don't think that we would ever get to a point where we needed to recruit a little boy and a bank robber and be like, okay, we need to go kill each other now. Well, I think with the Sokovia Accords, it happened in the way the movie that I can perfectly imagine it because Captain America has rallied a group of individuals who are extremely dangerous. And at one point or another, if they're not willing to function under this government jurisdiction, the government would have sended people after them and those people would have likely have been the same superpowered comrades that they had fought with together sure and in that capacity it makes sense to me and but then how do you end it is the problem kill them kill them all no, i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, uh well i mean civil war like the comic ends because captain america dies yeah that's what i was hoping was going to happen here on the, yeah that's on what i thought was i thought someone was going to die um but I mean, like, ideologically, like, I understand the way they're coming from, and it feels like with the Martha thing in Batman v Superman, that's what happened towards the beginning of this film, and, uh, or towards the middle act of this film, where that's where you have this ideological thing, and Iron Man's put into position where he needs to stop Captain America. He doesn't really want to, but he knows that if he doesn't, something worse is going to befall of his friends. Mm -hmm. um, but towards the end, when it's revealed that you know, Bucky was the one that killed Robert Downey Jr.'s parents, and that whole thing, and that what sets him off on an emotional rampage, I feel like that's what should have been in Batman v Superman, was an emotional connection to why these characters are fighting. Because Batman has an emotional connection, and that's why you connect with Batman in Batman v Superman, because he's invested in this fight. Superman is just put into a position where he needs to fight. See, this is where Batman v Superman, there's, it's a very different structure. And I think that one of the things, other than the fact that Zack Snyder is a really bad director, that does, he's a bad director of actors, he's a bad director of just everything. He's a, he's a good director of the visual medium. I think that the story of Batman v Superman, it falls more along the lines of the Elizabethan tragedy. That's the, um, that's the model that they're using. It's something like Hamlet, something like Romeo and Juliet, anything like that those stories don't tend to follow one person and it doesn't tend to have a happy ending. It's just kind of a look at life from the perspective of these flawed individuals who are usually fighting for something that's wrong. Um, I don't think that we're meant to connect to anyone personally. Right, but you're supposed to understand what they're doing. Sure. You're supposed to, in a fight with Batman well, to be v fair, Superman, I understood what they were all doing. True, 
I with mean, the exception of Lex Luthor at the end, well, yeah, which well, it could the, be argued that he went a little bit crazy or something. But well, I think thing, the ending was the weakest part. Like, the Doomsday stuff was the weakest part. I didn't think that needed to be in the movie. Everything else, fine. Right. Um, well, I mean, I feel like the introduction of the Trinity in this particular point in the movie was just an instance of which to include Doomsday in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get one of them to give her something to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the whole thing with... Again, we, well, we talked about that before. It would have been better if it was something like Bizarro and it wasn't this unstoppable entity. Right. Uh, they pulled out all the stops for Death of Superman right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing with it being a emotional fight is even in a movie like Batman v Superman you understand why Batman is fighting well no but what I'm saying is like what are you looking for out of Superman because we know why Batman's fighting and you said you're okay with that what do you want from Superman though I see this is the thing I don't know it's just what the Superman is presented in the movie I have no emotional connection or attachment to in any capacity whatsoever Mm -hmm. so when he's fighting I don't want him to win when he's about to die, I really don't care. When he does die, I also don't care. Yeah, well, that's that's a problem with the direction, and it's probably a problem with the editing, because as they said, like, Warner Brothers were the ones that stepped in, and they were like, we need to make this more about Affleck. Yeah. And I have a feeling that if we see the uh, original cut of the movie... Um, a four-hour cut? Yeah, it's probably a little bit more even-handed. Yeah. Uh, it gives a little bit more time to Superman. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, too, where I would still like to see the four-hour cut of Age of Ultron. I've only seen Age of Ultron once... Because I don't want to see it again because the movie was choppy and messy. Well, fortunately, they are releasing the director's cut of Batman v Superman. Whether that's the full thing, we don't no, know. No, it's... But at least it's a, the director's cut is an extra 30 minutes. Hours, yeah. Right. The original cut of the movie was four hours. So... Is that true? Did they shoot that, though? Or... I think that's what it... Like, the initial cut was four hours, but the director's cut is an extra 30 minutes. I don't, like, I don't know how that kind of thing happens. I don't know how it happened with Age of Ultron, and I don't know how it happened with Batman v Superman. Well, I can understand you know it. what... Uh, the length of a script, you have right. a basic metric for figuring that out. It's about a minute a page. How do you write that many pages and think, okay, this is going to be a two and a half hour movie? Yeah, I can understand. Well, maybe he was just expecting the actors to move very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I can understand it, or maybe all these action sequences where it's just like, there's a line where it's like, end fight sequence. And then Zack Snyder stretched mm-hmm. it into like a 12 minute fight sequence. Or in the case of Batman actually fighting Superman, a seven minute fight sequence. Um, I can understand it with Age of Ultron where Zack... It's not Zack Snyder. Uh, Joss Whedon wanted to tell a story, but Disney and Marvel stepped in and they're like, but also include this and also include this and also include right. this and it's also... The, so it was... It's the problem that happened with Iron Man 2. Right. Right. It was bogged down to the point where his story wasn't being told because the studio and wanted to tell that's different That's exactly stories. what I meant when I said this is the weight of the cinematic universe pressing down on him. Exactly. But with Batman v Superman, it's not that. Because oh, it's, it's, it, it's still kind of that because they're... Putting a lot of stuff that didn't need to be in the movie. Like, I don't right. think one was that had to be in the movie. I don't think The Flash and all of them. Granted, The Flash and stuff, like, that didn't bother me because it didn't really take up a whole lot of time. Right, but was, was that something that the studio mandated? Or was that something? So. I would imagine so. All right. I, but, but I think that going in, um, looking at the Terrio script uh, and seeing the finished product, it's like. Night and day? No, 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 no. I just mean, like, what we ended up getting. There, there's a lot of recycled plot elements from a lot of previous movies. Um, from what I understand, there's a lot of, like, the old Justice League movie in there. Um, the Bat-branding motif, that's left over from the Darren Aronofsky slash Frank Miller Batman Year One project that fell through. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of other things that just keep popping up that they've been trying to put into a movie for a long time. So I have a feeling that Warner Brothers initially... They just put when, it all into a blender? Well, they were like, these are the elements that we need. Um, these are the beats you need to hit. Go write your script. Hmm. Um, 
and that's just a guess, maybe not, but I think it would be massively coincidental that all of these things happen to show up in the movie um, that were supposed to also happen in, in other different movies. Warner Brothers yeah. projects. Well, it's interesting too seeing the directors handle this because Josh Whedon, after Age of Ultron, you see he was totally defeated by this movie. Even the press junkets were sad oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. because he just looked utterly defeated and he's since dropped off the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas someone like Zack Snyder, I feel like every time Warner Brothers was well, like, Zack oh, Snyder doesn't look defeated. He looks like he's dying. He's he, sex- looks, he legitimately looks that, like Yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with the reception of the film, though, because I don't think he necessarily cares about that. Um, I think he probably does. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, like, I don't think he's blind to the world. I just don't think he's very good at making movies that, you know, are good. want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just, I, I mean, the whole thing, too, with Zack Snyder, though, is I feel like when you take people like Joss Whedon, he acknowledges that everything that he was given was a problem. And he's now done with filmmaking See, because of that okay, problem. Okay, so there's the difference, though, um, and you just hit on it. Zack Snyder still works for Warner Brothers. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that there's a lot of stuff that he would like to say that he still can't. Mm. Um, so we'll see five, ten years down the line when this is all dead and buried. And in a biopic somewhere. Yeah. Where they're going to release DCU a documentary. Yeah. Bury it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, it's, it's just interesting to see what Warner Brothers will move forward here. Well, now well, it's, that... It's interesting because we were talking about Warner Brothers actually moving forward from here. So there is some news that has come out that's still a rumor. Not from Joe McQueenie. Um, it, it might be. I don't, I don't even remember who put this out. But uh, a source that usually gets things right, we'll just say that much, um, has said that Ben Affleck is furious. He's not just embarrassed. He's fucking furious. He told Warner Brothers he's fucking humiliated from everything that happens, or just happened. Uh, is said, happening. Is happening. He said... It took him years to repair his career after the whole... Daredevil. Daredevil. Well, that's not just that, but that, Geely. He had a string of flops. He's now turned himself into this respectable figure An in Academy Award-winning director. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he is furious over how they handled this Batman v Superman situation. Because it should have been a sure fucking thing. Yeah, you have a fucking award-winning screenwriter. Mm-hmm. You have Ben Affleck, who's an award-winning director. Yeah. And, and a great actor. He's a great life. actor, yeah, too. Um, t- and then, he, again, he was promising everyone. He was promising people, like, if this movie, like, if this is as insulting as Daredevil was, that he will be the first one to pick at the movie. I legitimately think that he thought it was going to be good. Um, I don't know I don't know how long he thought that after seeing the original cut. But I don't think he saw the original yeah, cut. Maybe not. I think he saw the script, and they filmed it, and uh, he didn't see the original cut until maybe the premiere. But, anyway. Can you, can you imagine how defeating that would be? Because, like, I mean, a lot of movies, like, actors don't see the final cut until, like, the movie's released in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Michael Bean and... Uh, I can't remember his name. Can't remember his name. They had a great story about them first seeing Aliens for the first time in theaters because they were hiding in the projection booth. But, I mean, can you imagine what it was like if you were Ben Affleck and you're really excited about this movie and the first time you see it... I really hope that's getting picked up. <laughs> and the first time you see it is at, like, the London premiere of the movie, and you see it with everyone else at the same time. Uh-huh. Do you think he was just, like, sinking oh, into boy. his chair? That would have yeah. been fucking uh, rough. I, yeah, it had to have been. Um, so, long story short, Ben Affleck seething. He has basically gone to Warner Brothers and said, according to the source, he has said... 
he's demanding a lot of creative control and he's going to be overseeing the script to Justice League. He demanded full creative control to the Batman movie. And there's rumor that he's going to have a lot of say going into what the DCEU is going to be in general moving forward. You think he... What do you think that confrontation was like with Zack Snyder? I would be so fucking terrified if I was a Warner Brothers executive. You saw him in this fucking movie. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like they're like Lex Luthor in the, in the jail cell at the end and he just appears. I imagine that all of the... Like the all of the lights in the hallway, like the Warner Brothers back lot just turned red and then he's standing there and he has the fucking brand. <laughs> he appears to Zack Snyder. Fucking how much money? How he's, much he money? He appears to Zack Snyder. He's like, no matter where you go, what you do, I'll be watching you. Or whatever his line is at the end of that movie. How much would you pay Jesus to just Christ, to be a fly to on be that a wall? fucking fly in the wall in the conference room where Ben Affleck comes barging into the room Finger-pointing Zack Snyder. Still fucking hooked out of his mind. <laughs> Man is huge. I Yeah, no, I'd be like, yeah, yes, sir. Um, whatever you say. <laughs> Warner Brothers would be stupid to disagree with him at this point. Because, look, this is a man, is we just said it, Academy Award-winning director. He knows how to tell a fucking story. Yep. He was the only thing in this movie that was universally praised. Yep. There, I, I don't think I've read a single review saying Ben Affleck was bad. Or even Ben Affleck was mediocre. Yeah. He was this he was the saving grace of the film. He was the highlight of the whole movie. And I mean not for nothing, Batman kind of a big deal in the DC <laughs> universe. Kind of a big deal to everyone, not even just to audiences. Like yeah. audiences like they love Batman more than they love Superman. And that's obviously indicative because of movies like this and movies like Man of Steel where just no one gives a shit about Superman. Um the thing about this is just I want to know what Justice League is going to be if they, if Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder have to work together after hearing about this confrontation. I just want to know what it's like if they're going forward. Like you think for Justice League, they're both on set and Zack comes up to Ben Affleck and he's just like, hey, so here's what we're going to do in this next scene. This is how you're going to play it. And Ben Affleck's going to look at him and be like, no. No. And he's got the voice modulator on. He's like, I didn't even know that was real. It's not an effect. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. He's just getting Kevin Conroy. He just has Kevin Conroy on set to just redub his, all his that's, lines. Yeah, like that would be so great. Like uh, <laughs> that's a it's a point in the next movie. He's like, I've done a, 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 a modulation on the voice modulator, and then, like they play it, and it's Alfred going fa 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 fa, but it's Kevin Conroy's voice. It's like fa fa fa. Yeah, you think they're ever gonna use the, I am Vengeance? I am the Knight. I am Batman. I hope to God that they do. I would shit my pants. Well, it's shit like that that this movie was lacking. Like, I, and look, I, I'm on record as saying I enjoyed the movie very much, but I would have liked, you know, some fucking classic shit. Because, like, the Nolan films, as good as they were, not Batman. It was its own thing. Well, Batman Begins was much more like a Batman movie. If you watch Dark Knight, it's, it's not it. It's the spirit of Batman, right. but it's not something You can like... see that it was heavily influenced by Batman. Sure. Whereas if you look at The Dark Knight, you can barely see the inspiration of Batman behind it at all. It's more crime drama. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not a Batman movie. Well, I would say that the spirit of the Joker is present and the spirit of Batman are present, but they don't come off as, you know, Batman and Joker. They're, it's their own thing, and it's great, and whatever. I want to see just... Like, this is what I've, I say it all the fucking time. Paul Dini needs to be... Paul Dini and Bruce Timm need to be the fucking uh, Kevin Feige of the DCEU. Because they've already nailed it. I mean, 
look at what the Batman the Animated Series was, the Superman Animated Series, Justice, the Justice League. League. Yeah, they've built this. They've done it before. Okay, we had a cinematic universe, and I think it that's was what... just an animated form. And I think that's what was so insulting about Batman v Superman is that not only have you seen this done before, but you've seen it done perfectly before. And for this movie to have been so terribly received, like, how did you fuck it up? Well, it's amazing. Like, I, look, I, I give the movie credit for so- trying something different. Um, but I think that they could have easily had that grand operatic feel and had that, you know, big, rich kind of a major plot like that and still kept it feeling like Batman and Superman, well, which I mean, is a different shooting style. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that it needs to look and feel exactly like the animated series. Like I'll, like the Arkham games, that's a perfect example, um, at least the first two are, of that's something that captures the spirit of the animated series almost perfectly because it's the same writers, it's the same actors. Looks completely different. Feels completely different. But you could tell it's the same. Yeah, you can tell it's a continuation in the animated series. Well, I mean, it's something necessarily that even if you want to keep the tone of Batman v Superman, because the tone that they have in the film isn't necessarily the tone of the animated series. No. But if you look at Warner Brothers animation when they did something like Justice League Gods and Monsters, it's, I don't want to say very similar, but you can tell that there's a variation in tone that they could have pulled off something like Batman v Superman just with a more solid movie. You seen the uh, the preview for um, Killing Joke? Yes, I have. Kind of worried about the uh, animation. I'm still looking the, forward to it hardcore yeah, just because the, the voice cast. The animation looks a little bit off. The like, animation it looks like well. Looks kind of cheap. With yeah, well, the whole thing with the Killing Joke is they took beautiful, beautiful, beautiful artwork. Mm-hmm. The problem is to make that artwork on screen. It'll yeah, be it very, same, very expensive. It was the same problem with uh, Dark Knight Returns when they did that. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Frank Miller's drawing style. I um, actually don't like the Dark Knight Returns the way it looks. Yeah. Everything looks blocky. Right. Um, so the movie, they it looks different. It looks similar, but it's still different. Uh, I wish that this was just, you know, do it like the animated series. Yeah. Just even, tell that story with that kind of stuff. Yeah, even things like Batman Year One, like the animated style matches Batman Year One. But that's fine, because it's not a heavily detailed... Like, The Killing Joke is a very, very detailed artwork book. Yeah. And they tried to capture... It's like if you kind of squint at the book, like, the shapes are the same, it's just the detail's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can't get you can't capture that kind of detail in a... In a in an moving animated, image, like, That's yeah. why I'm like, don't even try to emulate the style, you don't have to. Yeah. Because, like, no one's complaining about the look of Batman the Animated Series, and that's a very simplistic-looking show. It's a very Art Deco kind of... Blimps. Why yeah. the fuck are blimps and everything? Every time you're like, blimps. every time you're like parallel universe blimp, Batman blimp, Gotham City blimp. No, parallel universe, yellow filter. Yellow filter. Gotham City, yellow filter. Um, or you know, just New Jersey, depending on if it's you Batman v Superman. Stop. I need to stop using yellow in movies. Just make it sepia. I'm fine with sepia. Yellow and blue are just very overused. Why not green? Like, no, but like, particularly like in the Doctor Strange thing, and like a lot of Age of Ultron had like a yellow. Whenever they go to like a foreign country in Marvel movies, it's like this weird yellow filter. Yeah, even like, in hey. Civil War when mm-hmm. they went to Lagos. So you were talking about Constantine, and uh, I was sucking that movie's dick. I uh, went back and watched it not too long ago, and well, I said it last time we talked about it. It's, it's a very uneven film where it gets it right, it gets it really right. Um, but the opening scene, I was like, oh. Kind of yellow. But it's not yellow, it's sepia. It's Anytime they're in Mexico, they have to make it sepia. It's the same with the fucking, um... It was a Spectre. Yeah. 
Why does Mexico have to be yellow? Uh, because it's... Is it not enough that it looks like Mexico? <laughs> I think we we know that it's a different place. You don't have to change the well, color I mean, of the action values. How old, what was the first movie that did that, you think? And every other movie was like, oh, Mexico's obviously yellow. Oh. Constantine movie. Everything. There's a lot of things done right, but the biggest thing done wrong is the, the casting choice. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, he was fine in the. It movie. was fine in the role they had just, him play. If you just accept the fact that he's not playing John Constantine. Yeah. It was such a weird time in movies where they're like, "Well, we want to make this movie, but we don't trust anything about it." And it's like, "Well, then why'd you make the movie?" It's uh, X Men. Actually, the X Men movies. They're very much big fans of the. Uh, you know, it was a superhero franchise born out of the early 2000s where everything has to be black leather because Matrix was successful. Everything has See, to be... a lot of people are bitching about the look of um, X-Men Apocalypse, and I'm like, this is the first time that they've ever looked like the fucking X-Men. Uh, not true. First class. No, they looked like a version of... Like, to me, they, that's what the X-Men looked like to me because I'm more of a product of the 80s and 90s. Right. Um, yeah, no, first class, they look like the 60s versions of them, I guess, but... But, um, They're still like wearing uniforms. I like them all wearing their own costume. Yeah. Oh, they wear well, uniforms. I mean, I the like... bad guys look better. Magneto looks good. Well, right. Well, I was gonna Storm say like if good. you look at the X Men in this movie, they're all wearing that black you, you generic. Think we, we do get that little shot of uh, Logan. You think he's gonna wear the yellow thing? No, I think he's gonna be naked. Because it looks like they're on a military base, so they're probably going to do the, better. So they're probably going to do the Weapon X thing. Well, again. yeah, they're going to have them come out, but like, I you think they're going to? I think that if ever they're going to do it, this would be the movie. But they're not going to. Can you imagine though? Well, actually, no. We see them in the movies got a forty percent. If they did that, it would have one hundred and ten. Yeah, it would. But I mean, like the <laughs> I whole thing. Like, is... I, I don't. The rest of the movie could be like fucking Brian Singer farting into the camera. They put Logan in like the yellow and blue spandex. I'm like. You got me. I mean, the brown and, like, the beige? Yeah, the brown and beige. Oh, well, whichever you're going with. Yeah, well, I mean, if... Yellow I, and blue is the Logan of the uh, the cartoon show, and the, that's the X-Men of my childhood. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at the X-Men, like Cyclops and Nightcrawler and everyone, like, they look very X-Men movie generic, like, black. Yeah. Just black. But if you look at characters like Archangel and Psylocke and Jubilee... What does Archangel do? Uh, Why does he look one of the four horsemen? Other well... Than the fact that he's vaguely religious... Well, I know in from Uncanny X Force that's my biggest framework of who Archangel is as a character, and he was. I was just thought he had wings. Well, he has wings, but Apocalypse gives him his wings like the feathers are actually blades, so so he can like shoot those out and but stab people. Don't they say in the trailer that he wants the four most powerful mutants? Oh, flying's cool. Maybe he's just like everyone wants to fly. Fine, but I don't see how you're going to take over the world with a glorious winged faggot. <laughs> Well, I mean, his whole thing is, like, he was very formidable in the comics simply because, like, his wings were blades, and you can, it's like, it's like, one of the, one of the things That's I, not formidable, shut up. Well, I mean, You're one of those assholes that's like, well, Wolverine's the most powerful because he's got knives in his hands. No, no, I just mean, like, in the, in the sense where, like, you can do a lot, there's a lot of versatility, like, you see with Falcon in Civil War, and that it was really cool when he used the wing as a shield, because it's a fucking metal thing of metal, and he used it as, like, a bullet deflector, and I don't know what they're gonna do, I, listen, I don't know what they're gonna do with him in this, but I just remember he... Archangel fucked a lot of people up. We talk about okay, another thing from Batman on Batman now that you just brought that up. Go just, for it. Okay. Um, again, like Mark Bernard and I like him. Um, Kevin Smith, I like him too. Kevin Smith brought up something where I was like, were you high? Probably. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about how it was so great, and he almost cried when he was saying it. He Black like, Panther running? It was... So, no, that was great. Uh, <laughs> he's like, it was so great that Kevin Feige had the genius idea of taking this kid and saying, well, he's from Queens. 
give him a queen's accent. And I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That didn't happen in the fucking movie. Holy shit. Did Kevin Smith's from New Jersey. He knows what the New York metropolitan accent sounds like. He had to have grown up around it. How do you get fucking queens out of anything that happened in the Spider-Man performance? Other than he drops the R's because he's not doing the accent right. I, I don't Did know. Did you hear, like, a hint of New York in his voice? No, it just sounded like Like, person. even the slightest? It sounded like a person from living in Manhattan that moved to Manhattan recently. I did like the fact that they portrayed... He sounds like us? Yeah, pretty much. Except more British. Um, yeah. I did like the fact that they portrayed that his family is not wealthy at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this kid is... They've kind of always done that, though, haven't they? Poor. Well, I mean, in... No, not the amazing movies. Um, yeah, well, Aunt May had to get a job as a nurse. Fuck those rules. I think they were financially stable when Ben was alive. I don't think they were rich well, they by were, any means, but... Right, but they still, like, in the first... In the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, if you look at it, like, they don't live in a nice neighborhood. Um, and then when Ben dies... All right. Like, that when they're in Queens? Yeah, but I mean, like, there's the abusive household next door. Like, there's just trash kind of everywhere. Yeah, but that, that's... Basically, like, it New looked York. like a working class neighborhood. It didn't um, look like a... Like, when I think New York bad neighborhood, that didn't look like that. Fair enough. Um, it looked like idyllic New York bad neighborhood. Yeah, it, well, it didn't look... It looked like something out of a different era. Yeah. It didn't look like Daredevil or Jessica Jones. But now, um, like, if you wanted to go buy one of those little fucking townhouses, dude, you better take, like, $6 million with you, motherfucker. No shit. Um, but, I mean, like, even things like they had to move out of that house after Ben died in Spider-Man 2 because yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. have the money. Like, well, like I assume yeah. they would have gotten to that point in Amazing Spider-Man had it lasted. And I'm not going to fault that movie because that movie had so much going on in it that I did not need an extra subplot of them moving... <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, that movie had so much going on in it that essentially nothing was going on in it. And here's the other thing about um, Spider-Man in this movie. I thought it was good. Like, I thought it, like, it, it felt like Spider-Man to me. Yeah, it was but a great iteration of Spider-Man. When they're saying, like, this is the best Spider-Man that's ever Spider-Man, I'm like, no, look. You were saying Spider-Man. Uh, I agree with the iteration. Like, I've read a couple Spider-Man comics in my life. I've more so seen him cross over with other characters. I've never been a big Spider-Man person. I think the from... Spider-Man to most people is like the jokey, quippy Spider-Man, like, yeah, and that's what he was in this. But I'm like, Andrew Garfield, he was fine. In and, parts. And, yeah, parts of it. But, like, there are parts of Amazing Spider-Man 2 where they fucking nailed it. Like, that Times Square scene, like, that opening fight. Literally, that's the only thing I can remember. Um, no, there are a couple parts peppered here and there. It's a schizophrenic movie. But when I'm like... If you're gonna shit on all the other Spider-Man, be like they weren't Spider-Man. No, fault the filmmakers for that. Andrew Garfield is fine. I well, I mean, like even him. the even the He's Sam Raimi Spider-Man. He looks like a giraffe. Yeah. He, he should have giraffe powers. <laughs> even, <laughs> even the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's like, uh, I appreciate like it's a different iteration of the film. Like it's Spider-Man Two is one of my favorite sequences, and my favorite sequence in all the Spider-Man movies is the train fight with Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two, and there's no quips in that scene. But you know what? It doesn't need it. It's a great, fantastically done scene. It doesn't need the Spider-Man quips in it. I feel like if it had, it just would have detracted from it. What? I'm just saying, like, iterations of Spider-Man. I was, like, I completely got lost. I'm thinking of ugly people in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, there's so many I could have said, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, 
you have your iterations of Spider-Man, but not everyone needs to be exactly what the comic iteration is. It's great that this one is the iteration straight out of the comics, because that's what Marvel's demanding. But, I mean, even if you look at Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock, it's a fucking fantastic movie. But the Spider-Man isn't... The Spider-Man in it isn't necessarily Spider-Man. He's not he's quippy. He's more the Spider-Man from... Like, he's the early Spider-Man. Like, the Sam Raimi films, I think they're a pretty decent adaptation of, like, the Golden Age Spider-Man. Right, but it really captures the feel. But, I mean, like, even all the fight scenes, like, there's not a lot of quips. There's not a lot of... It's very quippy to begin with. No, it was very... He got that way in the 80s. Okay, sure. Like, the late 70s, early 80s was when he started to become, like, the jokester. Okay. Um, I think that Sam Raimi did a very good adaptation of it. Like, look, I didn't love Toby either. I like his Peter Parker just fine. I, like, his Spider-Man just always seemed so stiff, and that's partially because he was never in that fucking costume. Yeah, well, sometimes it was a mannequin in the costume. Yeah. Uh, sometimes and it was just enough, CGI. oddly enough, that was the most loose he was in the movie. <laughs> but, um... I was like, I believe it. But no, like, I, I, I absolutely love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and I feel like it captures the vibe and tone of Spider-Man as a character exactly without having the character to be, like, quippy. Sure. So... As far as this being, like, the best iteration of Spider-Man, I'm going to hold my judgment until I see him in his actual movie. And that's what I mean. Like, that's that's my biggest point, is, like, people are going crazy for this. I mean, but if, I think part of it is just, like, you kind of wanted to see that, right? Right. This is a reaction that people wanted to have. Well, um, yeah. I mean, if, if we see the new Marvel... Not to shit on Tom Holland, he was fine, but, like... I mean, if we see the... Like, we didn't see enough to be like, oh, this is the definitive. Right. Well, if we see the Marvel Spider-Man movie, and it's just this character in a movie like Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's still going to be a shitty movie, you know? Like, this isn't by any means a bile end all definition of Spider-Man. I'm going to wait until I see the Spider-Man movie to make that judgment. So, we'll see. But, um... But no. Yeah. Ben Affleck kicked down the door, punched Zack Snyder in the face, and demanded complete control of Batman. See, this is where I'm like, they're casting all of these English actors, uh, like... The, the the thing used to be like they're like oh well Americans aren't as good and nine times out of ten no you're absolutely right drama school in England is fucking astounding and they have much more of a um, uh, uh, respect for the craft of acting than we do in Hollywood right absolutely hands down well I mean but yeah. when you're saying that only English people could play superheroes Ben Affleck is like the one thing where I'm like okay no he was great Kevin Conroy was great uh, Michael Keaton was great. Christian Bale, the movies were great. <laughs> well, Christian Bale, like, doesn't... Like, he did a lot in, I guess, Batman Begins. Like, he was good, but in yeah, Dark Knight, yeah, he, he didn't do fine. anything. Yeah, he was really good. And then Dark Knight Rises just wasn't His Bruce Wayne was very good. Yeah. But um, he even said, recently, he's like, I wish I did more with a Batman character. Yeah. But, I mean, like, even if you look at... Like, well, Christian, Christian he Bale, also said, I went back and watched... Well, Christian uh, Bale what, is British, so, yeah. I mean... Well, no, Christian Bale said he saw what Heath Ledger did, and he's like, man, I wish I could do something like that. But that's... God... 99.999% of actors everywhere would like a performance <laughs> like that and be like, damn, I wish I did something anywhere and like that. Well, you know, I was put in the position recently where I had to watch the 1991 Robin Hood Prince of Thieves movie. Yeah, that's a terrible position to be put Boy, in. it was not good. Uh, but it was funny because Kevin Costner is supposed to be like an Englishman and is not yeah, doing anything remotely English. And then Morgan Freeman is supposed to be Muslim and you're like, I'm not buying it. Well, he would be Moorish. Right, but it's just it was it was man that movie. Alan Rickman Wait, was in it. Wait, like, what did you what did you want him to do? I don't know. I like honestly, a really racist I, accent. I don't. I just maybe cast someone who's actually Moorish. Um, no, they don't exist. In- 
seriously like that. Like the entire idea of the Moors, well, they don't exist in the way that we think that they do. Did they exist in 1991? No. Um, Well, it is literally just Muslim people, but we, people used to think that like the Moors, I I wouldn't be able to explain it. I don't care. My my point is like, we have Kevin Costner playing an Englishman and it's, it's, it's disorienting. Yeah, it's and the movie was bad on top of it, so whatever. But I, I don't know. We'll see what becomes of the DC Cinematic Universe. I'm I'm fascinated to see what happens with Suicide Squad at this point. Uh, I'm excited to see a Batman movie, but at this point, I kind of almost like fan four stick. I want to see a movie of now the interactions Ben Affleck is having with Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see. It. I hope to God that like they make a documentary or like a straight to DVD kind of like how they did like the late night wars. Oh my God. It'd be so fucking funny if Zack Snyder directed it. Yeah. Directed by Zack Snyder. He's like, I did nothing wrong. (laughs) Ben Affleck just looks like a huge dick throughout the movie. The name of the movie is just like people who did nothing wrong. And it's just Zack Snyder's picture. (laughs) (laughs) That's the poster. Yeah. Oh, God. So You know um, what? As another final insult to this Batman v Superman movie, I did want to buy this movie. I wanted to buy the steelbook of this movie specifically because I feel like it is a movie that if I watch it more and more, I will appreciate it more and more, Uh, especially if I get to see the director's cut. The fucking steelbook of the movie is upside down. What? Yeah. They they want to have it so if you display it face on, it's the poster where you see, you know, that Batman poster where... It has the the Superman logo ripped across the eyes, and it has a Superman poster with the Batman logo ripped across the eyes. Well, it's that on either side. But the problem is they're displaying it from the front ways, which means if you display it from the front ways, the title on the spine is this way, like it's right side up, and you see Batman's picture. Oh, my God. And then you flip it upside down, and then Superman's picture is right side up, but then the look is... Oh, my God. This is the most OCD conversation. I could not understand what you were saying until you get to the title. I'm like, oh, this is really... This is happening. I will not buy this movie because it is upside down. That's mental illness, Michael. (laughs) One of the fucking pictures... One of the fucking pictures is upside down. Michael, Michael, Michael. Flip it over! (laughs) I can't! (laughs) I can't because it's going to be upside down! Well, you display it from the side anyway. Like I'm looking at your collection right now. It's not like you're displaying them face on. I know, but that's all. That's you the whole point. It's gonna be upside down. Why would it be upside down? Because it's gonna be upside down. What Batman v Superman is gonna be upside down? Yeah, like the picture is flipped. What is the picture? No, the picture is on the front. Okay, right, right. The front and the back. Well, one's one's right side up, and the other is upside down. Okay, and the okay, so it's like a playing card. It's like Batman's on top and yeah. Superman's on the bottom, or vice versa. Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm telling you. Because you're worried, because you want to display it with Batman on top, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I want But it... that will make the title upside down. Yeah. But when it's on your shelf, you can't see the face. So what does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. It's just another pet peeve that's pissing oh, me off about this movie. This is Michael. I have a problem. I know I, I have a problem. I wish Zach was here for this. I have a problem. I have a problem. I understand this. But, um. Bad movie, Superman. Man, I just want it to be a better movie. Yeah, I, I appreciate like oh, I, look, I and this is what I yeah no there's definite absolute definite problems with it. I acknowledge, but it's that still a really pretty movie. Still like got a lot going for it. I'm fine. I, I acknowledge that there are a lot of deeper themes. As long as they correct this going forward, which it looks like they will, they might. Yeah, well, I, I acknowledge that there are a lot of deeper themes and a lot of deep intrinsic thought points that are really good. 
placed throughout the movie, it's just handled very poorly. Yeah, and at the director. Right. And at the end of the day, I would rather see something like Civil War that was handled in a competent manner and still very enjoyable. The thing is, like, Zack Snyder wants to be Christopher Nolan, but not even Christopher Nolan takes takes projects that are that dense and like boldly philosophical. I just don't think Zack Snyder can really handle that. And that's not to say that's like necessarily a bad thing. There are plenty of directors that make simple movies that are just crowd-pleasing blockbusters. And they're very well respected. I just like think, dude, if you're making a Batman movie, look, I love the philosophy of it. I love the symbolism. I love all of that. But maybe just make a Batman movie. Yeah. No one's going to fault you for just, you know, and I'm not even saying like make the bare minimum. Make a good Batman movie. Well, you know what's actually sad? But you don't have to try to one-up the Dark Knight. Like, and this is the thing. Well, with I mean, me, it's like, not even with Man of Steel. Man of Steel tried to be the Dark Knight. Yeah, and, and that's I think the that was more of a Warner Brothers thing than the Zack Snyder thing. Honestly, they probably wanted to emulate but it's, that tone and didn't understand it's really, why that doesn't work because they're not because it's not studios. fundamental to the character. Well, the whole thing with Batman and Superman is, I guess it wouldn't. I've, I I I guess maybe I'm just mad because we've never really had a good Superman movie at any point in time. Um, Matter of opinion, arguably, yeah. But uh, I mean, uh, like the Dick Donner Superman. But I mean, like I would like to see an iteration of Superman, just not in the way it was handled. Like I would like to see a fun Superman, well, and like, not necessarily Brian do... Singer level fun. But I mean, like a Superman that knows what it is. Brian Singer level fun. Superman that Returns. Wasn't, that wasn't a fun movie. Well, he was having fun. Well, he was having fun jerking off to the old movies, but <laughs> it was not a whole lot of fun to be had in that film. That wasn't, oh. that wasn't a bright and sunny. No, well, the color palette was bright. Um, The underwear was bright. But, I mean, like, it's it's a movie that it knows... Like, I want to see a Superman movie that knows what it is, but because these Superman movies are so... And Superman's character nowadays is so poorly received, we're never going to get a Superman movie again. Well, that's the thing. It's like, he needs to be... He needs to be the DCEU's Hulk, where... Don't give him his own movie. He'll be a fine supporting character in the Justice League movie. Yeah. We already have two movies of him. Like... If they wanted to do well, like a yeah. soft reboot, one and a half movies of yeah. them. Well, if we do like a soft reboot and just change the character the way that they did a soft reboot on Hulk, I mean, the Hulk in Avengers is not the Hulk from Incredible Hulk. And nobody faults it for faults them for it. Technically speaking, they do reference it in the. It's first in continuity, yeah. but I'm saying like the character itself is not the same. Right. Like, just the way that he acts, the way that he looks, the way that everything. What? I thought he looked the same. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. What a sexy, sexy beast. Oh, man, I love Mark Ruffalo. Love you some roughs. Hello. I like it rough. Hello. <laughs> That's fucking bad. <laughs> this is an indicator we need to rap. Because that was fucking that We need to rap? Me. That Can killed I have me. an epic freestyle? No. You gonna rap? Yo, my name is the Hulk and... That's all I got. <laughs> that was very good. Thanks. What do you got? Nothing. I didn't suggest that we rap. Oh. Game of Thrones sucks. Yeah, I'm not digging it. That's not true. I like most of it, but... Well, it's fan fiction now. It doesn't well, even matter. Well, my, my interest has completely waned from the show. It's been waning since, like, season three. Why? And I just feel like season three, everything that was interesting happened... And now it's just kind of after everything has kind of come to a head. Because they're killing all those wolves. Yeah, we'll You're go with that. Up. No, it's it's just kind of like I've I've kind of ceased to care about yeah, a lot like of those the wolves. Plots. Are never going to rape anyone <laughs> if they're all dead. 
I just, I just kind of cease to care about the uh, the characters right now, and I, uh, I don't really care where they're going. Didn't even care about Tommen. No. You didn't even care about Hodor. No. Even, even the stories that you I didn't think even care about Leaf. Even what? <laughs> even the stories that I think should be interesting aren't interesting, and that's just it's a problem. I mean, the show is still fine. It's just you whatever. You don't even care about the Waif. No. You know who that is? No. You don't even care about Nymeria Martell or Nymeria Sand or Nymeria the Direwolf? I'm just confused now. You don't even care about uh, Jojen Reed? He's dead. Uh, you don't even care about... <laughs> he's not dead in the books, right? No. no he's fucking, he's probably know. dying now. I don't fucking care. He's like sick and dying. I, I don't care. You don't even care about um, Rickon? No. I don't like calling him Rickon, but that's what they say. I don't want to say Rickon. That's not how they say it in the show. Rick and Morty. is That's his full name. Rick, Rick and Morty, Morty Stark. I'm excited for his Rick and Morty to come back, I guess. But uh, but no, I'm just I, I, I just... I just... I'm not really abundantly pleased with Game of Thrones right now. I guess I really haven't been abundantly pleased with Game of Thrones for a while. You don't even care while. about Grey Worm? No. You don't even care about... The answer's gonna be no. So let's just... You don't even care about Sweet we're Robin? Just, we're just filling time now. You don't even care about... <laughs> don't look at the timer! <laughs> you, you don't even care about... I just want to say these names and see if you know who they are. You don't even care about... The High Sparrow? No. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is. You don't even care it's about... The Faith Militant. No, the leader of the Faith of the Seven in general. Also the Faith Militant. You don't even care about Kevin Lannister? Is he still around? You even care about Grandmaster Pycelle? No, and his gas. farts. <laughs> Good God, oh, that Jesus fucking pissed Christ. me off. But you'll you'll hear more about that from Tyler. <sighs> yeah, we're recording a thing tomorrow. Do 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 do. Game of but, farts. But um, but yeah, Civil War. Civil War. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. More than I did Batman v Superman, even if I can't appreciate it as much as I did what they tried to accomplish with Batman v Superman. But I feel like Civil War achieves more of what it set out to do than Batman v Superman did. So of the two good guys punching each other movies, they both aimed and achieved and failed at different things. Um, Comparing the two, I think they're about the same. I don't care. (laughs) I liked them both, kind of. I also disliked them both, kind of. Fuck it. I think you just don't like comic books. Why do you do this? I'm getting sick of comic book movies, I'll say that much. Like, they need to do something to really pique my interest. Watchmen in. 2. Baby Watchmen. Baby Watchmen. That's a Simpsons joke, V for isn't Vacation. It? <laughs> vacation, the movie. Um, Swamp Thing. John Constantine. Hellblazer. I don't know, what else? Rocketeer. Make another Rocketeer movie. Make a good Rocketeer movie. No. Make a good Rocketeer movie. Have it be directed by... You don't even John care about Favreau. Nimble Dick? No, what? <laughs> I don't think he's in the show. <laughs> you just really want to say Nimble Dick? I just... I popped into my mind. I was like, this is going to be funny. I was just... That was my ace in the fucking... Nimble that Dick. Was my, that was my ace in the Butterfield. Stunning eyes, that Asa Butterfield. Did we talk about that off mic or on mic? 
<laughs> I don't even remember this point. Speaking of casting, though, um, absolutely it was, stunning eyes. It was confirmed. Uh, Alden en- Enrique. Oh, right. Enrique. Enrique Han Solo. Don't know who it is. Yep. Don't care. No, he was in Hail Caesar. Haven't seen it. But here is no, great. Let me tell you this. I don't care about this Han Solo movie. I, that, that is like the worst idea that they could have gone with. I don't think it's. It's probably not going to be bad. But I'm just like in all of the places that they could explore. Young Han Solo is not where I want to go. Well, there's just so many places you can't explore. Why explore characters you already know? Exactly. Exactly. Like, you have the entire universe uh, of Star Wars. You could do anything. I would like to see... I Like, I would really like to see, like, an Old Republic-type movie. Yeah. Set it back, like, 2,000 years. And yeah. And show us, like... I want to see the... And hopefully this in, uh, will happen in the newer movies. I want to see the Force as they describe it. Because one of the problems that I had with the prequels, one of the many, many problems, is... I never really got the impression that Anakin was all that much better than any of the other Jedi. It's like they tell us that he's the chosen one and he's got all this Mandalorian cast, but he doesn't do anything that nobody else seems to be able to do. I want to see a movie where like he fucking pulls a star destroyer out of the sky well, and makes a black hole. My and... fundamental problem with the Jedi in the prequels was You're that You're a stupid cunt. Fuck you. No, no, seriously though. It's just they it doesn't seem like they're the protectors of righteousness. It just seems like they're a bunch of hypocrites sitting around in robes oh, yeah, that don't do anything. Mishandled. They're just so boring. They don't do shit. They're just boring and they, they don't do anything. They just sit anything. around them. So I would I like can't to see the force. Show, show us the movie. Like show us the movie. There is a. They there... should reboot the prequels. Yeah. They should go back and remake them. Yeah. You do that. Keep you and McGregor though, because he's great. Um, see, that's a, that's a movie that I would rather see. I would rather see, like, an Obi-Wan movie in between the two. You want to see, like, an Obi-Wan movie as in the form of a Han Solo, or not Han Solo, Indiana Jones adventure movie? I would like to see it as, like, a spaghetti western starring Obi-Wan Kenobi. See, I'd like to see a spaghetti western starring Boba Fett. Yeah, that works Land of Outlaws. Have him in the movie. But, um, no, show the the Mandalorians bring the Republic to its knees. (laughs) 3,000 ah! years before the prequels. Mandalorians are a bunch of peacenik pussies. I saw it. That's still canon, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everything you love is dead. gay. I'm Tyler Pino. I'm Michael Holler. And I'm Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Get out of my house.